0: Hello, it is Thursday, May 21st. I can't thank you enough for allowing this show to penetrate your ears. I know you got a lot of other options. The fact that you chose this makes you honestly a fantastic fucking person. I'm currently watching Game 6, Bulls Jazz, the movie shot by the people that did The Last Dance. I'm going to tell you, I just watched... uh What's this guy's name? Normacek? Normacek? I don't know. Him and Stockton on Utah look like two dads that should be running to YMCA. Instead, they're in the finals of the NBA. It's insane to watch. Basketball's a lot different now. I think the world is very thankful that it got a lot better, but talk about two savages underneath. Dennis Rodman just put a board back after a pippin' miss. Got sick watching it. If anybody else watched it, they shot it in a weird fashion. It was it was not enjoyable. It hasn't been enjoyable. But I've been watching just because I feel like uh, I want to learn a little bit. Anyways, got a good show for you. Can't thank you enough for watching or listening. Remember, hashtag this is where I'm at. Pat, take a picture where you're at. We're putting something together pretty sweet for the end of this whole quarantine thing. I feel like we've gotten through together. If you like this show, please tell a friend. If you don't, just act like it never happened. All right, here we go. The New York governor has said, hey, pro sports should be looking to proceed without fans in our state. California said the same thing. Florida said the same thing. Texas, Georgia, Nevada, you name it. There are places saying sports are good to go here. Let's just figure out how to do it without fans. What will be the economic damage to the teams (laughs) if there's no fans in the stands? Who should we talk to about that? The man who hosts the Business of Sports podcast, formerly an executive for the Green Bay Packers, formerly an agent alongside Michael Jordan's agent. The man's been there, done that with everything. He just doesn't follow me on Twitter, Andrew (laughs) Brandt.
1: Hey Pat, I thought I, I thought I'd change that.
0: No. Now I just checked because I thought maybe you changed it today. I wanted to check it out to see if you did it. And now I still have to hate you a little bit. I mean, it's just how okay. it has to
1: be. I, I, I guess i just follow the show, not you. You may, you may have two Twitters, unlike no, me. No,
0: I only got one, but listen, it's not, now is not the time nor the place for me to hate you. I want to talk to you because your big brain is very, very knowledgeable in this particular world. Okay, so Schefter said that if the NFL was to go off without fans, the expectation for the loss would be 30 to 80 million dollars hit to the salary cap what the hell does that mean would they prorate everybody's contract so they have to renegotiate with the nfl pa how do you think the economic future of the nfl with no fans in the stands for a season would affect everything and everybody
1: yeah we're getting a little bit of a preview of this pat with baseball because right now they're talking about all the testing and tracing and all the treatment that has to happen in baseball that's the easy part The hard part is getting the player concessions they're trying to do with the MLB and the MLBPA. And as you've been reading, that's a problem right now. We don't even know if we're going to have baseball, not because of health issues, because of the money, and we've seen the comments from players about that. We're going to see some of that in the NFL. Now, the NFL and NFLPA just did this 11-year CBA, and I'm sure they all thought, okay, we wanted to deal with these people for a long time, probably like 10 years. But here we are. they got to get back to it, because here's the problem we're going to see a diminution of revenues coming up. It's going to be due to no fans in the seats. It's going to be the lack of sponsor activation for game day. No parking, no concessions, merchandise. People don't realize how many revenues are wrapped up in game day. And without fans, you're not going to have any of that, including suite sales and premium seating and everything else. Your question, how much of total revenues is that for the NFL? Before I answer, I think it's a lot less percentage than baseball, basketball, hockey, because NFL has such media contracts that dwarf ticket sales, and the NFL has revenue sharing that dwarfs all the other leagues. My best guess is lack of fans overall revenues is going to be anywhere from 15 to 25% of total revenues. So if we're looking at a gross revenue situation for the NFL in a normal year of $15 billion, You know, take that down twenty-five percent. Now you're talking about twelve million dollars twelve billion dollars. The players will feel that. Cap is set in 2020. This cap is set at 198.2 million per team. Player contracts are set, but you and I know there's no magic to that. Teams may look to go under this year because. One of my criticisms of the CBA, there's not enough threshold minimum spending to keep teams accountable. They can spend less, and they're only judged over a four-year period in terms of what they spend on players. So what I'm thinking is we know the 2021 cap is going to be a problem because they're going to look back on revenues from 2020. I'm just thinking and sensing NFL owners are going to go to NFL players before 2020, and say, hey, we got a problem coming. Let's try to address it now so we don't have the specter of having a lesser cap in 2021 than we've had in twenty twenty, something that's never happened in the history of sports.
0: Okay. So a lot of things are gonna to have to be adjusted here. So the if the NFL and its GMs and owners go to the players before twenty twenty and say, Hey, we have to readjust the twenty twenty one contract right now because we think the salary cap's gonna go down, but we also might not have the money to pay you. Let's push that to twenty twenty two instead. Let's readjust this. That's gonna be a lot of renegotiation for everybody's contracts that they're gonna to have to do. And I would assume that the veteran players are going to take the biggest hit for this, obviously.
1: Yeah, they are. And even in a normal year, you know that, you know, teams are taking younger players on those rookie contracts that are fixed, that are reasonable, that are easy to swallow and cutting older players. That happens before the pandemic and it'll happen after the pandemic. But I think veterans are going to be squeezed even more this year and next year, because as I said, there are minimum salary requirements, but they're not, they're not strong. They're not accountability is low. So we may see teams, you know, just offload veterans with non-guaranteed contracts to go light this year, know the cap is less, less next year, and we'll see all this happen. The reason I think it's going to happen before 2020 and not just wait till 2021, because the effect of perception on the union, on players saying you're taking a cap lower in 2021 than 2020 is not a good one. So this idea is smoothing. That's the word we use. It's usually used when there's a big spike and they want to smooth it along the way. That's what happened with the NBA. But now you're using it on a decrease and you're saying, let's get ahead of this decrease. And I think 2020 will be effective.
0: That's so interesting to me. Can we talk about the debt limit being raised, $150 million? Where is that coming from? Does the NFL have its own bank that you're allowed to go into? What is that money used for? And I didn't know that $350 million in debt money was available to every single NFL team. Now it's been raised to $500 million. What does that mean? What is it used for? And how do, people, how do teams get that money?
1: The background is the NFL is the only major sports league that doesn't allow corporate ownership. You have corporate ownership all over other sports. You have private equity groups. You have hedge funds. You have all this corporate ownership, private equity, in, in a lot in the NBA. NFL doesn't allow it because NFL has this kind of ancient tradition sitting around the table that I sat at for many years. Even though I wasn't a billionaire, we didn't have an owner in Green Bay. So we everybody's got a person. Everybody's its family owner. A lot of family ownership, having that one person that represents the team. This is the problem in Tennessee the past couple years, finding that one person on the Titans ownership group and in in Denver with the Broncos. So they haven't allowed that. So they have a debt limit because these aren't corporately owned teams. Their assets worth $2 billion, but their own profit, their own holdings, besides a top level of owners, really don't match that. So they've allowed teams to dip into this bank debt program they've had. Now, with future problems ahead, and trying to cost, uh, savor the cost, of, save the cost of operations going forward, they're allowing teams to extend that debt limit, which they've never allowed previously. I think the big thing, Pat, is is this a one-timer for this pandemic? Or are we going to continue to allow raised debt limits? Because, listen, any business does not want all its principles being totally leveraged. And that's why they've had this limit. So they want people coming in with money you know they got oh, David yeah. Tepper to own the the Carolina Panthers he's a multi-billionaire this is what they want I think the big picture is down the road they're going to have to allow corporate entities to own these two billion dollar franchises
0: how like so do they all have the same bank that they use how are they transparent like who's transparent with those numbers to say yeah you only took 350 million you didn't take 400 like who are they just have access to your bank account is that how that work like how does that how's it monitored
1: in some ways, there's this whole office inside 345 Park Avenue that people don't know about. It's called NFL Finance. And these are people dedicated to the financial pictures of all these franchises. And they're working with the teams on their debt. And usually it's not the owner directly. It's the owner's finance people. How they're dev- you know, When you come into the league, you have to prepare this book about where your money's coming from, how much you have, what's it going to, how leveraged are you. And yes, if you're applying to be an NFL owner, the first thing they're to look at is what's your liquidity? Because you don't have to dive into these huge debt limits, so you come in like Tepper, worth billions, Stan Kroenke's worth billions, you know, all these owners well, the have Rams. resources.
0: <laughs> the Rams are allegedly out of money, is what they're <laughs> saying. I thought the debt limit was raised specifically for the Rams, who are building that $7 billion monstrosity in the middle of L.A., which, by the way, it's going to be beautiful, but it was expected to be $2 billion. Now it's triple... What is that? It's 350% of what they thought mm-hmm. it was going to be. I mean, that is quite a swipe. Let's talk about transparency a little bit more, though, because you mentioned the MLB, talking about how the players... Are not going to be pumped up about this, and we always thought whenever we went into a CBA negotiation is we can never get a good guess on a revenue split because we're not—they don't have their books open. The Packers were the only team that opened their books, and they're publicly owned, so they kind of had to happen. Hey, were you there for that whenever the Packers opened up the books during the CBA?
1: I'll tell you, Pat. Every year around June fifteenth, June twentieth, I got a call from all the agents I was dealing with saying, "Hey, I know how to spend your profit." <laughs> my and I'm like, yeah, we got, your own, we got our own vision of how we're going to spend that. <laughs> yeah, we we're the, were the only team, and every year I was involved in preparing those books a little bit and showing what we did. And the NFLPA has latched onto the Packers saying, hey, look, this tiny little team in northern Wisconsin is putting out, in my day, 20, 30, 40 Ooh! million Packers in today's day 50 60 70 million profit. Oh, never mind. imagine what the new yorks and dallas's and new england's are doing to which the nfl would say oh no no green bay is unique you know they have a fan base that's international they're unique they're not like every other team to which the nfl pa would say naturally okay show us everyone else and of course the nfl says no yeah they not <laughs> do that
0: well and now and, the mlb is starting to get into this problem right because they're saying it's going to be a 50 50 revenue split and trevor bauer came out and was like well how do we know if it's a 50 50 revenue split unless the mlb teams are allowing us to see the books no professional sports team aside from the packers has openly flaunted how much money they make that's the last thing they want to do how will the mlb get over that if the nfl has to do this if the salary cap has to go down how will that all happen i i don't think i see that happening to be honest with
1: you i don't either you know you know i covered both these negotiations and even was involved before that with the nfl that request has always drawn a stalemate owners are never going to do it we can all debate why but owners aren't doing it in football and they're not doing it in baseball the baseball thing is front and center right now pat here's what the problem is players thought okay you want an 81 game season instead of 162 game season we'll take half you know if I'm supposed to make five million, I'll make two and a half, I'm supposed to make 10 million, I'll make five. Good, we're good. And owners have said, "No, no, no. It's not that simple. We're not going to a straight prorated here. We're like you said, we're doing a share of revenues, and you know what that means? That means the MLB who has never, ever, ever been able to get what other leagues have a salary cap, is using this pandemic to get what they couldn't get in bargaining. Them scumbags! It's strategic. I mean, so we have a cap, and the players will get their share of the cap, and it probably won't come out to prorated half your salary. It definitely won't. It'll be less. But they know, besides those names you see out in the media, the silent majority of MLB players, and I say NFL players, and I say hockey, and I say basketball, too, just want to play. They want to play. They want to play. So this is where owners have leverage once again. These are not CBA negotiations, but really in fact they are. They're doing a CBA based on the pandemic. And this is where owners can leverage players because of the short careers, because they want to play, and because a lot of them feel invincible to the disease.
2: Andrew, I don't know how much you can confirm this or not, but I saw somewhere where, where you were talking about the MLB players when they thought if they're making $10 million, $5 million and just straight down 50-50. I read somewhere that if they do that, the MLB would actually lose more money doing that than not playing any games at all. Is that the situation with other sports leagues too?
1: Not that I know of. The MLB is disadvantaged here because of their media. Primary baseball media, as you know, is local. Local primary nfl media and nba media is national so the problem with baseball is when you have all your revenues from media localized you have this disparity so i think what you reference there is probably not new york la but a lot of mlb teams are better off not playing than playing if they have to prorate salaries because their income from revenue from media They're not going to get ticket sales, and now they're going to get media, which is so much lower than the other teams because it's all localized. It's a problem. I think baseball will come to a deal, but I think it's going to extract a lot of pain from the players.
0: Okay, and I think the owners are saying that they're going to end up going in debt and losing a team and everything like that. It could be all PR spin for a negotiation to get it going. Um, My question for you is, should baseball think about, since they're going to do a prorated – uh salary and half a season should they shorten the games too should we make them like three four innings maybe (laughs) let them take steroids too maybe make this thing a little bit more electric so we can up the national audience and get a better deal
1: yeah i mean i think we're going to see creative creativity throughout this throughout the next three months we're going to see maybe shorter baseball games maybe defined uh over what do they call extra innings yeah uh you know maybe uh, Basketball is played in sequentially in, in their in their biosphere locations. I've heard about baseball. You know, maybe it's Arizona and maybe in the Phoenix Stadium they play triple headers every day. Oh, everything's gonna, everything's up for grabs here. I mean, oh. I, I don't think there is one no normal here.
0: Um, your business of sports podcast is one that I listen to on a regular basis. Where can people find it?
1: Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you hear it, uh, you know the Michael Jordan thing was a revelation to me because, as you mentioned, I worked six years, started my career for David Falk, and just seeing the Michael that I saw the beginnings of back in the day when he when David was working with him, uh, yeah, that's him, <laughs> and uh, and that was a revelation to see because you know you can call it harsh, you can call it intense. But Jordan was just like, hey, I'm just not going to take any crap from these guys. I want them to be like me, and I don't care what people think. Uh, and that was certainly revealed on the on the doc.
0: David Falk is the man he's referring to, his agent. He, he's guided Jordan's career to be worth billions. And, and millions! Billions, which is where you got your start at a tennis agency. Now, uh, executive vice president of Vayner Sports, former Packers vice president, ran a World League team. Andrew, hell of a run, hell of a career. And we can't thank you enough for stopping by to chat with us.
1: Always a pleasure, Pat. Look forward to being on soon. And I'll follow you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. It's do, unbelievable. Do it right yeah, now. Maybe it's the
1: pandemic happening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: maybe. It's unbelievable. Andrew, I'll stare you down. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew's trip. Thank, yeah,
2: Andrew. thank you, Andrew. Andrew.
0: If your mailbox is anything like mine, 90% of the time, it's a fairly depressing place. Political bullshit flyers, utility bills, unholy amounts of coupons. But once a month, once a month, I do have a reason. To be absolutely stoked, and that's because of my Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month, and no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From styling, grooming goods, to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but it has over $70 worth of gear inside. Already saving $25, hello, and get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code HEARTLAND at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code HEARTLAND for 20% off your first box. Here's what it is. Just a quick summary of why I love it. It's like Christmas once a month. A gift from me to me put together by people that know what's cool shit for me to get. And it just shows up. And I love it. I have stuff in the office from them. I have stuff at the house. I have stuff in the kitchen. I literally have stuff everywhere from them. Things that I would have never thought to buy myself bespoke post is looking out for you boxofawesome.com use promo code heartland get 20% off and be pumped up for the gift that comes every month hello McAfee and Hawk sports talk I am holding a stubby little cigar that was shipped to me by the man to my left, Mr. Aaron Hawk. AJ, how's it going? What is this? Why did this arrive at the studio? All the boys are cigarred up from Mr. Hawk's Cubana or whatever you want to call it. What we got going on?
3: Well, I asked Zito for the, uh, the address last week and I just had a bunch of cigars I wanted to send you guys some
0: some stuff that I had some that I like some that I don't like and I figured I'd send them your way
4: you don't like any of them
0: it sure feels like these were the ones that you don't smoke and you put them in a box and send them to us And the box by the way was beat up more than Ace Ventura pet detective (laughs) beat up his UPS box when I got here but we are thankful we are thankful
3: I was not I meant to put a note inside the box but I got to the UPS or FedEx store wherever I was and I felt it was going to be awkward to write the note to you guys in front of the person that was trying to ring me up and, and do everything. So, yeah, I'm glad you realized it was from me, from the return address. But you know, I I smoked those cigars that are in there. But there's some, like, bigger ones in there. I know I wanted to send to Zito and then some small guys. Like, who cares? You what, smoke you have this have a little one? Cigar? This little one? Like, th- this is little guy here. Look at our little guys.
5: Hey. hey, hey, look at little
6: guys. <laughs>
5: hey There's an occasion you little guys.
3: for any kind of cigar. Like you'll hear some guys like, "Oh, it's a great like cigar to have if you're mowing the yard. That's a good one to have when you're watering the lawn." Like people have different
0: like cigars for different situations they are in. I heard some of these fat boys, some of these hog cigars, get you a little lockjaw situation. Uh-huh. So you like a little thinner one. Is that accurate?
4: Yeah, I don't
3: like those the gordo they're called, like the uh, yeah. the thick ones. I, I'm not really into <laughs> <under>
4: those. My jaw, kill me. Guy loves a gordo. Well,
0: <laughs> you were just doing a serious show. What were you guys talking about? Who was it with? Was it with Brady Quinn? Have you ever met Brady Quinn? What's he like?
3: He's my brother-in-law, and I'm yet what? to meet him, even though I've been married to his sister for 14 years now. Um, Seems like that's about right wow. for him. <sighs> for him, what is it? A shot? Are you taking a shot at him?
0: Uh, I'm just saying <laughs> meet his brother in law. If you didn't meet his brother in law for fourteen years, that seems like that's a problem.
3: Yeah, that would be a problem if I really haven't met him. No, it was a <laughs> oh, I did a man. it was a zoom call set up from one of my former teammates, a guy named Ben Hartsock was a tight end at Ohio State oh, yeah, and then they league ben. for a while. He and had about five of us on from the my freshman year we won the national championship at Ohio State. So he's a serious.
6: Oh, yeah!
0: On
3: that, I mean, I know I walked right into that and I knew where it was going, but <laughs> either way, I played along.
0: Is that the biggest crowd you've ever done that? From? We're proud of you, right there. No, I've done it in front of uh game day, I had a couple hundred. Oh, that's, oh hey,
3: man. that's nothing, that's nothing. <laughs> that's
0: not I know, a, I know a guy, like,
3: I know a guy that did that in front of the whole stadium, huh?
0: What, what were you that guy?
3: That was not me. No, I wouldn't, I wish I was honored enough to do that. There's only the guy that did it
0: that big timed you, obviously, yeah. is a when you play for the Buckeyes. Just the way that came out of my mouth was interesting. You make a big tackle, okay? You got them shoulder pads on. Did you ever, like, as your celebration, go oh wait? Like, as your, you know what I mean? Like, maybe a big sack or or a tackle or something mm. instead of dancing or doing whatever AJ Hawk normally does, Woo. like maybe roll the dice, oh, maybe just. Oh wait!
6: Oh wait! Oh wait! Oh wait! Oh wait! Oh wait!
0: Did you ever do that?
3: I, I would say it's, it's a good bet to guess that nobody ever that has played for Ohio State football has got up in their celebration was to yell OH and hopefully the 105,000 fans could hear him and That'd would reciprocate sweet. I.O. It would be sweet if they could do that. Oh, yeah. oh my should. God. If you were miked up to the whole stadium, maybe.
0: Uh-huh. No, no, no. Maybe take the helmet off on the field. Oh, Oh, wait, so they could see it, you know? Everyone's looking like, what does he say? What? They can't figure it out. And then what if only half the the thing that I liked about the Ohio State uh, fans – when we went in that stadium student section had a microphone yeah Ooh. had a uh had a, a thing to a uh a thing to start the chants and things of that nature they gave me a shout out a little bit of love i thought that was really taking the fanhood to the next level it's like okay we're all going to get organized somebody bring a goddamn uh, walkie talkie in this thing and they get a whole speaker system the guy was running it he had a suit on it was a real thing
3: yes yeah, bl- block o is where the student section is in the one end zone like the opened open part of the uh the stadium i guess it's not really open but yeah is that where i came in at yeah that's probably where i came down that big long ramp yeah yeah you probably came in through the visitors like down the visitors ramp
5: it was the visitors side they were warming up on
3: because that's where, where the visitors ramp and where you the gate you probably came in was closer to where game day was
0: set up yeah because we just walked straight from game day right over yeah with uh eddie george yep him. legend by the way he's a Buckeye legend got the same license plate as you mm. then um, who else Herb Street was already down there it was awesome it was insane though that place is insane Ohio State great fan base very rabid and they will show up old and white in your Twitter if you get into a beef with a Buckeye
3: <laughs> will they well yeah you know but you and Urban you you've smoothed things over you're good
0: we haven't talked but he allegedly reached out to talk and that's enough for me I don't want to actually talk to you but I I, I get it you tried
3: how did he allegedly reach out to talk?
0: Through a guy that knows him and knows me.
3: And you said, "Nah, I'm good, pal." <laughs>
0: <laughs> kinda, yeah.
3: So now it's now we have re-energized the beef. No, it's not a beef anymore. It's like he wanted to. You talk. tell me he's not offended if he reached out. He's like, you know what? I don't know if I've ever done this in my life, but I'm gonna kind of have a peace offering and reach out to this guy and try to smooth things over. And you said, oh nah, I'm good, bud. Hang out down there, pal."
0: Yeah, Yeah, but it's, it's like, all right, it's cool with me, man. So now he has a right to be upset with you. No, he does no, not. It's no. like, I stopped. I'm a fan of his again. I, it, we've okay. stopped. He, Him attempting to smooth things over is enough for me. It's like, all right, he made an attempt. I don't have a conversation with the guy, but he's made an attempt. I'm done with it. I've moved on. See you later.
4: You did the bigger thing by saying, hey, look, you don't have to apologize. Don't even worry about yeah, it. The fact that you okay. even
0: reached out is enough for me. I get it. Yeah. What if he was reaching okay. out to tell me, like, yeah, I. I meant what I said about you. Say that shit again. Oh, Wait, what if that's what it was for and I missed know. it? Or never know. Never know. Damn it. What if Urban Communication Meyer- Communication
3: is always key. Any relationship, Pat, you know that. Communication both ways. You need it. What if
0: Urban Meyer was going to bury me in that text and I chose not to answer? Damn <laughs> it.
3: Would you have wanted him to bury you? Oh
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, it would have been incredible. Imagine well, for content, step.
3: everything's content with you. You think of it, you think of that beef a little differently than Urban thinks of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to use it in a stand-up set. What's our, I don't know if Urban's going to do that. I think he <laughs> could. By the way, I'm not 100. I think he could, but I think Urban and I, we have. I think we've mutually agreed. Hey, hey, I'm a fan of yours. You might be a fan of mine. I'm not sure. But let's just move. We're like two ships moving in the night, going past each other. Starboard. Suck it. <laughs>
3: uh, hey, next, honestly though pat next time i do see urban I, I see him a decent amount obviously now not with covid i am gonna ask him about you like i i want to get his i can see him really loving you
0: he took a shot at me man it was a blatant shot yeah. at me obviously all right unwarranted it, did. it, did. it uh, was it was out of egregious. nowhere it's nowhere i was just hanging out not even getting paid to be on the show that he was talking about that was his competition wow. that he just takes a shot at me. It's like, whoa, buddy.
7: It
3: I'm not even
0: going to be here next year. I'm not even going to be here next year. Wait, you didn't get
3: paid by game day?
0: No, I had an appearance thing, I guess. So you got paid. No, I actually lost $960,000 <laughs> working for <laughs> Well, that's because the- you're flying private everywhere. Wouldn't have made it had if we didn't. It. Literally would not have I get made it. I get it, man. Like New York on Monday mm-hmm. for get up. Then Thursday night football on Wednesday, wherever that was. And then Game Day Saturday and then New York, we wouldn't have made it. If we had to if we had to rely on Delta, Ugh. Uh, oh uh, no, uh, no uh, way. Uh, disgusting. American? Uh, 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 United. T- 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 uh, I don't even give you we would have been delayed on the runway still. Game day would have been starting. We would have been sitting in a whole nother town. You probably would
3: have made it, though, because you said at game day you would get there, you'd sit in the back for two hours and 50 minutes, and then you'd come on and do your quick three minutes.
0: No, they'd have me on early, so I'd have to say hello early, and then I'd sit for two hours, 45 minutes, and I'd come out, (laughs) do my shtick gimmick, get out. I can't wait to watch you on there this year with an expanded role. It's going to be fun. Do not put that out there because I am not sure that is happening, and I believe that is a real conversation that's happening behind the scenes right now, and we're just not fucking sure if that's <laughs> going to happen because of the words that I just said right there. I believe <laughs> <laughs> if I had to. G- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, wow! You got tricks. You got any cigar tricks, pal? Oh, wow. You do like the uh...
3: no? I don't, man. I wish I could. I could blow the you know the oh oh I could do that oh you oh, can oh,
0: blow oh, you can do you it you can blows pal.
3: No, I've tried it. I've tried every once in a while, and then I just stopped. I'm like, what am I, I
0: blows doing? like an Audi.
2: Get
3: it?
0: No, I didn't even hear you. Sin. Someone
3: was puckering their mouth, making an O sound in the background. It cut your voice off to me.
0: Why are you at you? Everybody's Why are you saying, saying it's you, Tony. It was me. It has come out that uh, the guy who owned the Pizza Hut chain that delivered the pizza to Michael Jordan the night before said flu game, which turned into food poisoning game. He came out and said that it was 1000% not poisoned and he didn't even have five employees to deliver the food to begin with. It was him and one other employee. Two employees delivered Pizza Hut, which by the way, I'm good. off of. I'm not bad.
6: Hey, I, yes.
0: I still like Pete's Hut. I still think their wings deserve a lot more credit than they actually get. They're a bit inconsistent because there is a chance it's a potentially poison. But said guy <laughs> over there said, the one that Michael Jordan got in the story that was told on The Last Dance was not accurate. And I would like to say, Nobody knew it was this guy's fucking Pizza Hut. Nobody knew that this guy was involved in it. Michael Jordan and the boys were telling the story as as they recalled it. And this guy decided to throw his name out there to be the guy. I am the person that delivered the pizza that got Michael Jordan sick. And I want to let you know that it was not on purpose. We did not poison it. And because I would assume that he's gone around to his friends and his family he said, hey, delivered a pizza to Michael Jordan last night. Hey, I remember me and blah, blah, blah. We delivered a pizza to Michael Jordan. It was him and his boys. They were having a lot of fun. Michael actually spit on the pizza so nobody else could eat it because he thought it was so good. That guy's been telling that story for so long that when the last dance came out on Sunday night, nobody had a worse Sunday night than that guy. (laughs) Nobody had a worse Sunday night than that guy. All his friends, all his family, who he's been telling his story to for years, sending texts like, oh, you tried to kill him. You tried to kill him. And he had to come out he's like, I did not. I did not. What do you believe? Do you think Michael Jordan was poisoned by this pizza? Do you think that was a lie, or do you think this guy coming out is just trying to save his ass for a lie that he told long ago?
3: So, you got to break it down for me. Why would the guy?
0: How would the guy know he was delivering pizza to Michael Jordan's room? So I asked that question immediately upon watching The Last Dance. I would assume that maybe his name, he used his name, which wouldn't make sense because they check in a he hotel. He didn't call it in though. His tra- he had like four guys in the room with him. His trainers, everyone
3: was there. They ordered the pizza for him. May uh, I don't know. I have no idea how. Use That's why card. I don't think it was intentionally poisoned. Did he get food or did he get what sick because of something that may have been like an old ingredient on there? Possibly. I don't think it was like
0: directly poison for him to
3: try to make him sick for that game this
0: might sound egregious but were you able to take a credit card over phone in the late 90s i was gonna say in 98 i, I don't think so i think it was probably cash uh, probably a cash deal so unless they knew that his, who his trainer was and his trainer's name that would be a hell of a in-depth thing because i didn't even know that son of a bitch
4: existed it,
3: even if there was credit card over the phone back then pat you i guarantee you well first off they weren't using jordan's credit card you think tim grover his workout guy is like uh it's uh j o r uh d a n first initial m and then he reads off the let like the numbers to the card that's not happening yeah
0: it's interesting I, i i that was the first question then we got past it and just act like it was normal. And then my follow-up question now is, do you think this guy who's told this story for all these years got his reputation fucking ruined on The Last Dance on ESPN and didn't even, didn't even see it coming? That guy had his jaw sitting out like this. Yes. And he was just like, well, oh, I can't wait to watch what they do for the flu game. I, I saw Michael less than 24 hours before that. We're good friends. He spit on the pizza. He said, it looks so good, blah, blah, blah. And then wham! They poisoned me. They tried to kill me. What a scene.
3: Yeah, did Jordan always have, like, his little core group of guys around him? Like, his couple security guys, his workout dude? Are they just in his hotel rooms at all times?
0: And in the locker room. It's not like he had his own area with his people around him. That'd be kind of interesting. I mean, it's Michael Jordan, obviously. Michael Jordan can do whatever he wants. But I've never seen anything like it. Like, even with Peyton, who is obviously one of the most famous people of all time, he might have had his own office somewhere in the building that none of us knew about. But there was no, like obvious separation michael jordan was living in his own world with his own people you didn't hear a lot of teammates talk about hanging out with him was a lot of his people talk about hanging out very very interesting life that he had to live because of i assume everybody on earth knew who the hell he was so he had to change immediately but that was interesting in the locker room in his own area in his hotel room right after they win it's a bunch of media him on a piano. This is that Zen Buddhism shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to enjoy the moment. I was looking around. I was like, I didn't see any of his teammates in there. It was kind of a – I just didn't fully understand, I don't think. I don't think – he's a Yeah, player. I
3: think people – that's not normal. Like Jordan, obviously, he's on a different planet than everybody else. But he, like I came in, Brett Favre was there. He'd been there for 14 years in Green Bay or something at the time. People always said Brett had like his own locker room. No, he didn't. He had a normal locker in the, in the locker room like everybody else. But then he could go back and change – in the little – there was like an auxiliary coaches' room for some assistant coaches. He could change there if he needed to get away from the media or whatever, but he didn't have his own people there. He didn't have his own security there. Like the team has security and all that. But not many people have their own guys that are with them that are separate from the team. The closest I can think of is when Tom Brady had his Guerrero dude yep. when he was in the facility and he was going to away games. When I heard he was on the team flight, I was like, geez, I've never seen that. I've never been anywhere where a player can bring – someone from outside of the team with them on all their trips.
0: Well, and the NFL is so hard-headed, too. It's like, no, our people are the best. You don't need your people. Our trainers, we pay our trainers. We have our physical therapists. We have our nutritionists. We don't need yours. So the fact that Guerrero got in there, and then people were talking about how it was contentious between Belichick and Guerrero. I was like, well, I can see that. I mean, I I don't know if... Because I know that some of the TB12 people would come to Indianapolis and work on some of the players in Indianapolis at their homes or whatever. And there was always a conversation like, can they just do this at the facility after practice or whatever? And the conversation would always end with the answer, no, they cannot be in here. They cannot do whatever. And then whenever TB12 bought their own thing up there in Massachusetts and then they got linked up with the Patriots, that's when guys stopped traveling and stuff like that. But it was always, you're 100% right. Dwight Freeney, before uh, the Super Bowl, my rookie year, he was coming off. Either a sprained ankle or a broken ankle or something. Nobody was expecting him to play. He had his, and they wore geese. Oh, geese, oh, like karate. karate gear, yeah. Like karate geese. They were like these body guru type guys. And they were geese. They were in the training room and in the hotel trying to work on him. All systems were go to try to get Dwight Freeney back for the Super Bowl. And it was becoming a story about how he hadn't practiced and how will Dwight Freeney play and all this stuff. He couldn't even walk like the day before the game. Goes out, gets a sack in the Super Bowl. He hits a <laughs> spin move on somebody next level. But they had guys in geese. I, there was a, like my third or fourth time seeing them because th- these were Dwight Freeney's like dudes. I saw him getting on a plane one time. I was in front of him, full gee behind me. Full gee behind me. By the way, I, no, was, I wasn't first absurd. class flying in front of them. But they were body gurus and they like figured out exercises. They were the only people I remember of my entire time. And it was because it was a crazy circumstance where Dwight Freeney was trying to get back for the Super Bowl. That was the only time I ever saw somebody outside the Colts organization, inside the Colts building, working on people. Because that is something that is very, very tight. And that last dance thing, I was, I was very intrigued by all that as well.
3: Were these uh, body gurus, were they wearing black belts with their geese? No, they're blue. I think they
0: are blue belts. Wow. Mm.
3: What do you have to do? Like, uh, Well, they definitely were elevated to black belt after they got Freeney healthy enough to play in the Super Bowl. There,
0: well, right? I think to get a black belt, though, you've got to get like, uh, beat in, right? Like I've seen uh, when people get black belt, you got to walk by, and everybody in the uh, dojo uh-huh. hits you with the belt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't think you just... I think you just float with a sprained ankle healing right to black belt. But they had blue belts on, I think. But the question is why are they wearing geese? That was something I asked too. But is, it, Dwight rolling? is he get? Are they laying mats out and they're doing some jujitsu in between? I events? saw zero jujitsu, but <laughs> I did see geese. And I still to this day don't know. And Dwight Freeney has been on our show before and he'll be on our show again. That'll be one that I hope his brain remembers to ask about or somebody in a room because I feel like they were doing something really special. I, I I almost wanted to get gied up myself. You know what I mean? I was <laughs> like, is there any way I could potentially get a gee? Maybe I get into the room here where all the people are that seem to be very, very important. To this operation, but I'll he got back. What, I'm gonna order
3: you one. I-, I sent you that box of cigars. The next thing coming, I might send you a ghee.
0: Well, I am an orange belt. What? What? Are you serious? That's right. That's right.
3: Okay. In what?
0: The arts. What? Marshall. Oh. Oh my. Ever heard of it? Oh, oh no! Where the cigar? With the cigar. the cigar. People are saying my rear naked choke is one of the best, and I have clothes on. (laughs) Not naked, you get it. All right, let's, um, I wanted to talk to you, but you were live on your serious show talking about the national championship, which by the way, congratulations on winning a national championship and a Super Bowl. I'm sure there isn't a lot of humans that can say that. You can, which is why you're awesome. Uh, That's a real moment there that we don't normally have. Uh, Devontae Parker and Michael Thomas got into it on Instagram. I was hoping that I could read like Devontae or Michael (laughs) Thomas or Devontae Parker's and then you could read the other one. Do you know what I'm talking about?
3: Can you put it up for me?
0: Yeah, I think we could probably do that. So what uh, the check down, I believe, or Fox Sports or CBS, somebody put up there, it said, which is tougher? A, make a catch while guarded by Stephon Gillilock-Gilmore, or B, break up a pass while guarding Michael Thomas. And Devontae Parker comes in off the top rope and says, A. (laughs) Then Michael Thomas says,
3: are you Michael Thomas or am I Michael Thomas?
0: Well, I said a as if I was Devonte Parker.
3: So you're Michael Thomas. You go. You go. You want me to be Michael Thomas? I thought you were Michael Thomas. I you wanted you me go, to a
0: be a little Parker. bigger for you. Okay, he says for you. Yes, go run some numbers up. Then you can talk. I lapped you, and you've been in the league longer than me. First rounder. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Got some hard feelings there, brother? Oh. Question mark. Oh boy. Let me get targeted 300 times a game.
0: Oh, oh in oh, other words, you weak. Oh. They don't even put your name in the same sentence as me. Remember that?
3: <laughs> You're still not going to do nothing. It took you six years and 17 weeks to have a good game. <laughs> oh, quit GTFOH. crying,
0: bro. Blame your parents. Not no QB. Oh, I didn't see that. Quick crying, bruh.
3: Well, we switched roles there.
0: <laughs> That's on me. That's 100% on me. I'm Michael
3: Thomas now. Who? You heard what I said, period. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear shit,
0: playboy.
3: (laughs) You can't even get a seat at the table. Oh!
6: Oh,
0: Shit! Oh, shit! So that was the end? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's hard in the comment section because, you know, they kind of get jumbled up there. I wish they would have done it on Twitter so we could see the thread. But I do like the fact that these two are going after it. You know, too much lovey-dovey in today's sport. I always said back in my day, guys would fist fight instead of dap each other up afterwards. And that's the type of football I want. I'm sick of people being happy for other success. I'm sick of athletes being happy whenever they see somebody they haven't seen in years after a game and they smile after losing a game. What are we here for? Is this not competition? Are we not trying to kill the enemy? Why? Why is everybody so nice to each other, AJ? You tell me.
3: I don't know Pat, as as those those guys that the voice that you just used, like back in my day, if we got beat by if we got beat by another team, I'd go out there and threaten he and his family's life afterwards. Am I <laughs> taking
0: pictures with him and trading jerseys with this guy? That's real though. Back in the day, people used to really hate each other. Now everybody knows more about stuff and they're happy, genuinely happy for each other. And you know, they might've been roommates with a player and they haven't seen them in two years. So they dap each other up. The Jersey exchange thing is hitting a level that I don't think it should. I mean, uh, come on, we're kind of ruining it now. You know
3: what I mean? I would, would you feel comfortable, Pat, if say you lost the game and you're out there like smiling? Like I always felt weird if you lost the game too. Like I want to see the guys I know, but I'm not like over don't. the top going crazy. I but do not I- want to be caught smiling. You know the confidence I feel like you are the delusion, delusional thoughts you'd have to have to be able to say you lose a game, you trade jerseys, you take pictures with a dude, and then you walk in the locker room carrying a star player on the other team's jersey. You don't have your jersey, and you're like shirtless, and the coach is sitting there ready to kill the whole team because you just lost the game, and you're like, and you're holding Odell Beckham Jr.'s jersey. There's
0: been a couple of times where we've been losing or something in the fourth quarter. And that's whenever they're scanning the sideline, right, to try to get players. And I'm always worried that I'm going to say something smart-ass to somebody about our team because the season isn't over, right? For many fans, like when you lose a game, it is your happiness is gone for a week at least. You're mad. It's not your control. You spent money to either go to this game or something of that nature. So you're emotionally invested a lot, for players, though, if you lose week four, it's like, okay, we could've lost four straight here. We can't just be pissed off about this. But in the moment, you never wanna be the person who looks like they're happy in the state of loss, right? Because then it's a, you get judged by your teammates, you get judged by the fans, you get judged by everybody. So there's been a couple of times where Something will slip out of my mouth in the fourth quarter of like early in the season or whatever, you know, and uh, obviously I'll get a response back from a teammate that's like, shut the fuck up. And I'll start like cackling or something like that. And my one of my biggest fears, as soon as those like smile, I'm like, oh, no, please don't catch me on TV. (laughs) doing." Like immediately afterwards, I'm like, I like because you almost want to be like, I'm not that was not about this. That was about. like almost if you're on camera, you gotta explain the whole thing. You do not wanna be the person that's caught smiling, like ever, even if you're joking about something else, that cannot happen, it cannot happen. And it does feel as if the being okay after a loss has become much more popular optically amongst players which back in the day i don't think that was something that was really like nobody want to be like okay i don't want to make maybe i am pissed off right i am not happy that we didn't but if if guys if it's early in season you can't just kill yourself because of a loss but boy i do not want to be the one that's out there looking happy for this because i gotta go right into a locker room where i probably shouldn't be anyways i'm not athletic enough and then everybody's pissed you're 100 percent right but now it's a whole different world
3: you know it's a bad look too and, and mike mccarthy put a a, an end to it uh early in my time in green bay is when so a a team travels to play an away game usually they get there we in green bay we would always leave on saturday around noon and we're playing the nfc north a lot so the flight's 40 minutes and you have a big chunk of time where guys can go out to dinner a lot of guys go shopping especially if you're in chicago and you live in green bay obviously you don't have as many shopping options and then guys you could lose a game and guys will walk on the plane, and they're carrying four like Burberry bags <laughs> of like of all this, this stuff that they bought in town. They, now they may have bought this for their wife and their their mom and all these people. It may not even be for them, but that was happening a little bit. I remember McCarthy shut that down real quick in a team meeting. It's saying like I don't want to see you walking on the plane with any of those damn. Those grocery bags, I don't think he said – he might have actually said grocery bags just because he was so mad at seeing guys with huge – like they went on a shopping spree to go play these teams and we lose a game or something. And I always told guys, I'm like, first off, I wouldn't want to have to carry that stuff around. Oh, by the way, they got to carry it from the team bus from the hotel into the stadium too. In the locker they, room, which isn't uh, yeah. big. Locker room's it's unbelievable. Not big. I was like, hey, you know, first off, I know you're spending tons of money at these places because they're overcharging you for everything. Just ship it back to your house. Like, you can ship it directly from that store. Like, you don't have to carry this stuff everywhere with you. Like, no, are you kidding me, man? They wanted to charge me 30 bucks for that. I'm like, well, how much did you spend? 14 grand. Oh, cool. You don't want to pay 30 bucks to ship it? Hey,
0: you're not going to get got there at the end. You can't get got. Man, Coach McCarthy's hating. We don't got one of these – <laughs> I couldn't even imagine the reaction whenever Mike McCarthy wasn't allowing them to bring it on. Oh, he's a fucking hater out there, man. What does he want from me? He, he
3: didn't even care. I, he Honestly, I think he even said, like, ship it back or have someone – like, don't, don't bring that on the plane and on the
0: team bus. There was a player we had um, – I won't say his name just because he doesn't – I mean, he kind of does actually with the story I'm going to tell, but it's not my job to do that. But we had just lost and got knocked out of the playoffs or whatever which, by the way, genuine piss off from everybody should be, right? I mean, that's uh, your season's basically over. Now you got a couple weeks left where they mean nothing. There's no playoff checks coming. So whatever your motive is, if your motive is money, okay, we're not making more money this year. If your motive is love of the game and legacy and wins, okay, we're not doing that. Every single style of motivated a player should be pissed off whenever you're out. Came on the plane. He was on one phone on the phone while holding another phone. Okay, had his bags that were just dragging across people. And then he started shit talking people for dice debts that were owed, gambling debts oh. that were owed. While he walked all the way to the front and then sat down, talked on his phone loud, hung up his phone, and then put a pillow on and thought he was going to sleep. And I was like, this guy, bad guy, OGs oh, Jesus! locker room, came up, quite a conversation happened with that man and he was no longer on our team after that trip but it was a pretty quick little out but those types of moments you learn a lot about people real quick we're
3: talking on speakerphone on the team bus oh. after a big loss
0: oh no gives
3: that's the, the worst fuck. like it's so loud too like, did, yeah man you didn't see me you didn't see me on that
0: third play the fourth drive man yeah, I, I almost I had, had to, tfl there had to do what i had to do you know business decision had to do what i had to do did you see carl malone go on the bus after they lost there um game six i believe it was if i'm what not are you sure? doing carl malone got on the bulls bus afterwards and dapped him up or whatever and said congrats and we'll see you next did you ever go to the other team's buses never i don't know where the other team's buses were me neither one time i think i got a beer from the cardinals because they're cardinals remember the phoenix that university of phoenix stadium their parking lot is right outside where you are so mm-hmm. I, they, in when BA was there, he was having like tailgates afterwards. Oof. So I got like a beer there. Leckler used to give me beers after every single game, but I never, they were always just show up at my locker. Me and Vinatieri's locker was very nice of him. And, but other than that, I, I like Carmel, I'm going to, there's stories of like Larry Bird going to Michael Jordan and stuff like this. I would assume Peyton and other people probably had back, but I, I don't know if anybody else really had that access to go over to the other locker room.
3: Kansas City, when Vrabel was in Kansas City and he was still playing, we played them in the preseason. And, and Braves, after games, would, would sit in his car and have like a little tailgate. And he brought a cooler and he would have beers and wait for the traffic to die down before he could go home. And I remember he – I stood out there for a little bit with him, but it was the most awkward situation. First off, I was somewhat young maybe in my career. And our team buses are lined up. Their players' lots right next to our buses. Yeah, and Braves is sitting right here having beers. And I'm like, can I have a beer? Like, I, like my coaches are right behind me on the bus – Everybody's right here. The whole team. There was maybe one other player on my team with me and Braves and a couple of the Chiefs guys, and it was only preseason. And I remember how awkward I felt that they were all like, I just felt like McCarthy and the rest of my coaches were staring daggers through me because I'm standing here with Braves. Well, they
0: were because the buses all faced the Kansas City uh team lot because you walk out of the stadium team lots to the left buses or buses are to the left the team was to the right there Colquitt used to bring me beers now that I think about it because that's literally I in my head I see him walking out of his little tailgate he was having and he had like 45 kids or whatever and then he'd bring like a local brewery IPA to me or whatever and he was like here you go hey for the bus ride to the airport here you go well thanks man appreciate that good person
3: we had a couple coaches uh, that would stand after we would win an away game. They'd stand and smoke cigars out by the team buses. We had people that did that
0: out by the airplane. Who? OGs on the team. Really? Yeah, so while they're loading the plane and all that shit. Which guys, takes an, an hour
3: and a half almost.
0: Oh, nobody talks about that. You are sitting there forever. And it's like, no offense, equipment managers are the backbone of a team, as are athletic trainers. But they've had a day where they had to set up an entire sideline like 6 a.m. Then they had to go through the entire game where they're packing everybody's shit. Then they have to pack it all up. Then you get to the airport. Now they got to unpack these trucks. There's three trucks worth of shit they got to put in there. And then whenever they're done, uh, then we can leave. You're sitting there for like an hour, hour and 20. And those equipment managers... Just fuck from what 4 a.m. basically until the plane, and then afterwards they have to take it all off to the stadium to the facility or to the stadium. Yeah, and then they got to wake up the next morning and our shit better be clean or get
4: the fuck out. <laughs> is it like pads and jerseys yeah. and everything, or like, oh yeah, what, what, what are they carrying? Well,
3: all your huge bags that you pack up after the game. All they there is massive, massive amounts of equipment they take on a away game, just just for the training room wow. alone. Think of all their equipment and the huge, it's like a, a traveling tour it's like it's like pearl jams on tour with the amount of yeah. cases and things that they have to bring with you just for the training room let alone all of the other stuff
0: backup cleats for everybody backup pads for everybody backup helmets balls like five clothing options for each coach Damn. yeah the coaches Jeez. the coaches yeah
3: they got to a of cold tackles. game we have a cold game they would give all of our coaches these huge snow boots giant coats like just massive amounts of things that these guys have to do <laughs> and they got to so move that
0: entire village out of a truck, put it on a conveyor belt to go into the plane. And then when that doesn't work, they got to run up conveyor belt and throw it in. And now the team is either miserable sitting on that little fart bucket or they're <laughs> wide open. And when the equipment managers <laughs> walk in, it's like, a, here we go. <laughs> but you're there for an hour. Those late night games, you don't get home until like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. sometimes. It's very
2: lose, wild. Too, Do sure. you guys pack your own travel bags? Oh, or yeah. So like if someone forgets, they could actually forget their helmet.
0: Well, they all get checked, I assume, by the equipment managers. But I, I packed, everybody at our place had to pack their bags on uh, Saturday morning uh, before walkthrough, had to have your bag finished. Uh, so I'd go through it. My shit was very easy. But hey, maybe I won't bring out some new cleats. I had a pair of cleats that sat in my travel bag for two years. I never busted out. <laughs> I was always thinking one morning I'd wake up and be like, yeah, I'm going to put those sons of bitches on. They were bright whites. Ooh. They were very loud, and I never had the confidence going into the game that I was going <laughs> to hit the ball well. So I'm like, eh, not today, pal. I'm probably going to shank one. I don't want to fuck it up. Let's go back to here.
5: What about college? Was college the same
0: deal? Yeah, you packed your own uh, bag in college, I believe. Was, yeah, I, I always packed yeah, I my. I always I wanted to pack my own bag, but we would leave
3: it unzipped on Saturday morning, and they would kind of double check to make sure you had like your helmet, your big stuff. And you could easily forget cleats or something, and hopefully they had a backup somewhere for you. And
0: that's like whenever I travel now. Like my lady, a couple times has tried to pack for me and I'm always like, don't like, just don't do it. Because if something is forgotten, I would like to be mad at myself and not blame somebody else. I feel like that's the same thing for the football. It's like, if you forget your pads, that's on you for not bringing your own fucking pad. Now granted the equipment managers guess, I guess they should have looked through everybody's bag. It's not make- their job though. That yeah. is not
3: their job. That's your, you're, you're a grown up. You're a professional you're getting paid to do this. It's your job to pack your own stuff.
0: I always pack my own stuff, AJ. Don't worry about that.
3: Yeah, I would never want anyone packing my stuff for me. Same, like you said, if I'm going on vacation or something, I don't need. I, I would never
0: ask my wife to do that. I wouldn't want her to do that. She doesn't know all the stuff I want. Sam was just trying to be nice. I think it was back whenever we were doing those yeah. six yeah. planes a week. This fall, it cost me nine hundred sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> I'd like, I'd be coming out of a coma. Like I don't know, probably had two hours of sleep in the last three days. I'm like, all right, gotta go get on a fucking plane here. And she's like, I got your bag ready. I'm like. Pff, pff. I'll pack it, please.
3: Uh, you. Do you feel better physically,
0: Pat, now that you haven't been flying all over the country? Oh, oh my God. I feel like a human. Yeah, I mean, it was an awesome ride. And we, while we are in the middle of it, we were talking very much about like, this is insane, I have no idea how we're doing this. It was just like every day was like, all right, how do we get <laughs> enough energy to get through today? Oh, and you're on for four hours, five hours. <laughs> so it's like, all right, here we go, here we go, here we go. And then get on a plane. It's like, all right, I can't sleep on planes. So I'm up, get home, pass out, wake up, do it again. But yeah, in the middle of it, we realized probably never gonna be able to accomplish what we're accomplishing right now. Body feels like it's gonna quit. And I think I had the Rona. Yeah, I think I had the Rona. And that is- We were in New York every week. No,
4: yeah, I I think you did. I think I
0: had the Rona. Go get an antibody test then. Okay, I mean I will, but it'll I- tell you if you had it. If you have the antibodies, then you have it. Everybody was just telling me like, "Oh, this is this is what football season's like whenever you're doing this." But there was a time there for Wait, like-
3: no, wait, hold on. Nobody was doing the schedule you had though. So who how could someone say that to you? Well, Adam Amin was
0: close i mean i uh, yeah, play-by-play
3: guys when they're doing multiple sports yeah you know, like they'll be doing they'll do three basketball games during the week and then do a football game on sunday
0: yeah the only he didn't have the daily show which is the only difference but he had to prepare for like four so he was a good person for me to lean on to be honest with you because i was like there was a couple of weeks like going into a game i'm like adam i am fucking dead right now dude he's like yeah you gotta your body's gonna want to shut down and stuff like that he's like i'm tired basically every day You just kind of got to power through it but there was like a 10-day experience there in the middle of that thing where i was a, i was sleeping on the planes yeah which i never did i was a nope. fucking I, I bet you i had the old rona there for a little bit now i think back on it because we were we were literally brazos flopping into the middle of where this coronavirus was at <laughs> world trade center in new york yeah, city once a week just like excuse me can we get as much of the rona as possible and i was licking walls and handles and stuff i might as well have just been way out there and everybody knows i'm good i'll dap up
4: anybody out there
0: so i think i might have had the Roni there for a little
4: bit probably have some antibodies that's good news and that hotel we were staying in a lot of international people were staying in that one too yeah. every week yeah so we probably had the Rony.
0: probably did
3: you have any uh tornado situations yesterday no but it was fucking coming down it was like a flood out here in indiana Do you guys have a? It's, well we have flood warnings right now in ohio and yesterday i was our my neighbors have a pool luckily they heat it nice too my kids three of my kids i was over there watching them swim and the, the tornado sirens went off big time. You know, it's like everything got dark. Boom. We, we got back to the house. And yeah, we saw tornado warnings for close to the area. We didn't see anything or whatever, but it's been terrible weather. Did the house shake? No, it wasn't that bad.
0: I've only experienced that one time. It's insane. That was what, a couple weeks ago, when was that? House was shaking. That was the first time I was like, oh shit, this is it. Like This is actually everything I've seen on the Weather Channel and I've seen in the movies. Shout out Twister, shout out Jim Cantor. Anytime I've seen those things on TV, I'm always like, "That's, that's crazy that that's happening. I'm thankful it hasn't happened to me in Indiana. They tornadoes come and go around here not as much as tornado alley out there to the west but just a couple weeks ago you know it it sounded like a train choo-choo was coming through my damn woods and my house started shaking there's nothing you could do but just sit up there and look and just hope that it doesn't take your house it takes somebody else there's nothing you can do with that
3: well you can go to a safe room in the basement that doesn't have any windows
0: well yeah of course i did that with all the animals too i saved them uh, mom of the year. did you actually go down there like it got bad enough where you actually went down into your basement oh yeah it was bad bad i mean we're talking house was rattling i actually did a video before we are because teddy our 10 toed cat the big one looks like garfield lives like garfield is garfield basically how many toes should it should they have he has thumbs i guess thumbs aren't normal he's a hemingway thumbs on his front so i guess it's only supposed to be four up there i don't know what cat's paws
3: even are. i don't know okay
0: well he has thumbs it's not normal his hands are like this, but he's the oldest and he uh he was not about about it with that tornado as soon as that shit started coming he went under a bed and he was hiding so we got all the other animals downstairs locked them in a room together and then we had to get teddy out from underneath the bed and sam was doing mom of the year shit she gets this cat out it's a fool teddy's not happy he's got thumbs latching on she grabs him takes him downstairs i'm right behind her you know what i mean and i did an actual video of the house it was like uh it was like me going like well Been a good fucking run, house. Like I even gave like like an emotional. I've really enjoyed what we've done together. I mean, I haven't been upstairs in probably a year or two, but I appreciate you guys. And then I ended in sprint downstairs. I thought it was gone. It was the house was moving. I was it was an insane time to be alive. We asked the question the other day: Would you rather be around where tornadoes are? Would you rather be around where hurricanes are? And the overwhelming answer has been, you'd rather deal with tornadoes than hurricanes. I guess hurricanes are just a complete different animal, come out of nowhere, and they just destroy everything. But tornadoes, you don't know when they're going to pop off either. You get a little warmth, you get a little chill, you get a little front hitting each other, all of a sudden they start tangoing, dancing, a train comes through the woods, and you got to get a cat out from underneath a fucking bed. But a hurricane, I guess it just takes everything out.
3: Hurricane would be, I think, scarier. It seems like it does so much damage for people that are on the coast around it. Yeah, tornadoes. I mean, growing up in Ohio, I've been around tornadoes. I've been lucky and haven't had any come like touchdown near me. But what was it a year or two ago in Ohio? Right where I grew up, big tornado tore through there and damaged so much stuff oh. just like north of where my parents live and took out whole chunks of things, like all the buildings down, everything. They come out of nowhere, too. Yeah, they, I mean, they can kind of warn you, right? But it's like you uh, said, though, what are you going to do? Barely. Go sit in the basement. You don't know if your house is going to get ripped up.
0: You know what's really interesting? Before phones, how did anybody know about the tornado warning? Because the tornado
3: warning- Listen to their warning- dumb little transistor radio or whatever. Mm-hmm,
6: mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Because they do it on TV, but the TV is out, obviously, because the wind. So yeah. There's no at, TV.
4: The, the sirens, that's the, really only the two. And you have mm-hmm. no idea where it's at if you hear the sirens. I just thought and it you was... And don't
3: be fooled, either, because
0: the sirens a lot of
4: times get tested, like, the first Monday first, of the yeah, month. Wednesday, I think. Really? Yeah. Jeez.
0: I mean, at what point did the boy cry wolf that the fucking wolf showed up, huh, pal? Mm-hmm.
3: But you should up. have an idea. After, like, three or four Mondays... You got to feel like, oh, wait, it's perfectly sunny. Everything looks great. There's not even any wind, and these sirens are going off. Wonder what it is. Oh, man, this tornado might come out of nowhere and hit me.
0: All right, I have a question for you. You played football in high school in Ohio at about the same time LeBron James would have played football in high school in Ohio two years, 23 touchdowns. His freshman year, he started in a playoff game, broke a bunch of records. He has now come out on his uninterrupted uh, YouTube show and said that during the 2011 lockout of the NBA, Jerry Jones made him an offer to be a Dallas Cowboy, and him and his trainer were training to get back into football. Some haters have come out of the woods and said that he's only saying this because of the last dance saying that Michael Jordan would have been a great MLB player, so LeBron is coming out saying he could have been a multi-sport athlete those haters are wrong I think LeBron was just letting us all in on a little piece of information that in 2011 he was thinking about going and playing for the Cowboys and I for one think although he is a master of flopping that guy will flop all over the place to the benefit of his team I think if he would have got his body right I think he would have been a good wide receiver in the NFL and I think old Tony Romo old Uncle Tony backyard football Tony Romo commentator would have hit the two 280-pound, six-foot-eight guy streaking down the sideline just like he did to these gentlemen in Ohio high schools.
3: Well, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on what I think what kind of NFL player LeBron would have been. like. So to get his body right for football, what does that mean? He has to put
0: on 20 pounds or so? I think he's probably going to put on a little bit more – At that time, remember, everybody's thinking about skinny LeBron right now. LeBron wasn't always this skinny. He he did a complete body transformation whenever he was deciding that he was no longer going to take games off, I think, right? Because he used to rest. He used the rest. It happened in Indiana all the time, and now he's come out against it because he's gotten his body into a different shape. I think where he can go the long haul. But I think back then, whenever he was that big, what do you got to do? Just add some probably a little bit of a uh, a little bit of padding here for any of these rib shots that could potentially happen with safeties flying over the top. He, said, he was biggest in
4: 2011 too when he was with the yeah. Heat. He was massive then.
0: He
2: said he just did Would a he, little more bench. He been a wide out a or a tight end.
0: A little bit more what
2: he said. He added a little bit more bench, and then he would do a little bit more sled pulls.
0: Well, that's the thing. You got to get a big old chest. You know what I mean? That's why Antonio Brown does so much chest. If you're going to be a wide receiver, did a couple more sled pulls. He, by the way, in the red zone, there's a touchdown every single time.
4: It should be. I just
3: I want to know how he reacts when he's getting not only jammed at the line of scrimmage. How does he catch the ball in traffic? Like that's the toughest thing to, to simulate to try to see. Like okay when you have a defender underneath you and you know the safety's coming over the top, are you gonna be able to extend yourself and catch that ball when you're gonna get blasted in the ribs or they're gonna take your knee
0: out? Well, Jerry Jones knows that you put him in motion so he doesn't have to worry about the jam at the line. Okay, we'll put him in motion. And then obviously, they're just gonna run his ass on deep balls, I'd assume, right? Red zone, I guess you can't do that as much. But I would assume, and this is just me, maybe being a bit ignorant, that's a, Wild football threat. That's classic high school, by the <laughs> way. That kid holds the ball up here whenever he's dropping back, by the way. Fundamentals on that quarterback are probably off the charts. What's St. Vincent, St. Mary High School, all Receiver? That's his high school. What is that, single A?
3: Well, in Ohio, it goes Division 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and
0: 1 is the biggest. I think they were Division 3, maybe. What was uh, Centerville?
3: 1.
4: You think LeBron would have done It is
3: a difference. It's definitely different from 1 to 4, 1 to 5, but – I mean, regardless of wherever LeBron is playing high school football, it's completely unfair how gifted this dude, how big and strong and fast he is. Yeah. No matter what division he's playing in, I mean, he's going to be a stud.
0: I think he would have been able to figure it out. I just, for some reason, I think he would have been able to figure it out. Now, contract-wise, they wouldn't have been able to figure it out. He said he still has the Cowboys contract in his office framed from old Jerry Jones because he's a big Cowboys fan. But I think he would have been able to figure it out, and Uncle Tony Romo would have loved him.
3: He should have. I mean, yeah, I I think he would have figured it out as well, but – just because someone's fast, just because someone's big, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to relate into NFL oh. success. Look at Brock Lesnar tried to make the Minnesota Vikings; he didn't make the wow. team, and he played football in high school. True, I know he was coming back from a long
0: layoff from football.
6: A he was big, also trying to play D line, though. I think it's I think a lot different of different world.
0: I think there was a lot of leverage issues with Brock, right? Like what? Like, isn't there a lot of games that get played on defense? Like, I think in the hand-to-hand combat there, offensive line, defensive line, I think that's potentially the hardest one to get dropped into because of the leverage and the games that could get played and things of that nature. And I think Brock, if he would have understood that stuff a little bit more through reps and experience, he would have been able to make it. But at wide receiver, I think it's see ball, get ball, isn't it? And by the way, I saw him play flag football uh, against Kevin Durant's team, and he had six interceptions. He was a ball hawk out there.
3: Yeah, I mean, he probably would have been a stud if he would have stuck with football the whole time. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, it would have been fun to see, and, and why not? Jerry Jones is smart. Send him a contract, try to get him to, to come out there and just build the aura of the Dallas Cowboys even that much more. Jerry should send him another contract. Be like, hey, LeBron, once this basketball yes. season's over, do you want to come play for us this year? Mike McCarthy will get you the ball. How,
0: how would that have to work? Because you know he's selling jerseys. You know he's selling merch. You can't pay him that much though, because he hasn't proven. Because your salary cap, and you haven't paid. Jerry how just w- has it, You gotta have
3: an under the table deal. Like, hey, ma'am, this your salary is going to be like three million dollars a year. Don't worry, that's that's nothing. Once you're once all this is done, you're done in the NBA, whatever. We can't do it now because of the salary cap and how it works. I'm gonna give you a little piece of the Cowboys. Give you
0: some equity. My Ooh. hands don't get cramps when I'm writing equity to a six foot hundred and eighty pound wide receiver that can <laughs> sell jerseys and sell out a stadium. Okay, how I let players- him use a yacht. For
3: two weeks. That's oh, worth wow. eight hundred thousand. <laughs>
0: that yacht is so nice. Fucking Jerry work.
3: Actually, it's probably worth more than eight hundred thousand to to lease that yacht for a week is probably five
0: hundred K. That Airbnb is probably north of a mil if you want to <laughs> get in there. North of a mil.
3: Yeah, but doesn't uh Magic Johnson always goes and charters one of those giant super yachts and takes like Steve Harvey and they go on a trip around the Mediterranean. I think it's like three hundred a week or something crazy. Really? And if you've watched below deck, you gotta give them an envelope of fifty K cash yeah. tip on top of it when you get off the boat. So it's three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a week in a super yacht? You can go look it up. There's sites online where you can look up what it's like to what it would cost to lease certain yachts. Yeah.
4: Hmm. Now we're, now we're talking. I like Boys, we might
3: going. have super yacht week.
0: Oh. <laughs> they got good Wi Fi on those things or what? So,
3: yeah, that you pay for it, but yeah, you can get it. Let me know. I wanna hmm. I wanna
0: helicopter into one of the ports and come see you. Okay, yep. we can get the chopper sponsor coming in on the on the chopper. Brought to you by Safe Auto is uh, A.J. <laughs> a, a. Hawk coming in on the chopper. Just like,
3: your, just like your show, Game Day. Wheels Up comes in and brings the guest picker in, right? Yep. I can't wait to watch you this year. Expanded role.
0: <laughs> I just don't know if that's going to happen, A.J., and I feel like we're potentially setting people up for a letdown. We'll
3: well, press, range. Okay, to be fair to – people listening watching i don't have any inside info i'm just throwing me this out. what i think should way. happen me neither
0: which i think needs to be stated
3: pat would you well, like everything's to- like in a state of flux right now nobody really knows what their crews are going to be what their shows are going to look like come fall they're just trying to figure it out as we go
0: hey we know don't we oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We know what this show is going to look like, and this oh, show is yeah. going to look like mm-hmm. uh-huh. you're fucking looking at it, pal. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Maybe yeah, a super yacht week. Ever heard of it? Hell, hell, hell yeah. yeah! Hey, And some other stuff
3: too. You don't. We don't have to mention it because we don't know what we're going to do. But we got some other live things that we may we may do throughout the season.
0: Hey, hey, that was a good idea, by the way. My lady thought of that for uh, the one that we put in the group text there.
4: Nice. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: About the watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I appreciate you guys adding me into that group text. Do you want to be added in that group text? That thing Please you never- do not do it. Absolutely yeah, don't. I right. despise yeah. group
4: right, text. Late. Come on. You would hate our It's
0: dogs. a loud group text, too. There's a lot gonna going on. You're going to be upset when it says AJ
3: has left the group text. Oh, we'll
4: send oh, we'll you back. We will save your numbers. Yeah, we'll Hot bring chat. you back. Yeah.
3: yeah. All right, you can add me if
2: you want. We'll fucking
4: bring you right on back.
5: I've got a following for you, Pat.
0: Fish on.
2: There's cheap ones for like. Oh,
0: fish on. Fish, 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 fish. Fucking lost it. Uh, yeah. There's
2: cheap ones for like two hundred thousand a week, and then it obviously goes up to like I, a million a week. I found the
5: one you want though. It's called Legend.
0: Can you put it up there. Oh yeah. Holy shit! We get that boat right there. That yeah. looks like the one that uh, Leo was taking over to Switzerland or whatever.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's approximately three thousand dollars for the summer, but. The whole summer?
0: The whole summer? For a week. No, that's for a week. week. It says Break, a week right a there. Can you go through some photos there? Can we Can we scroll through oh, some yeah. photos of course, up here? 23 of them. Where are we going to go Ooh. on this yacht? Ooh, oh, fucking there. Alaska, it looks <laughs> like, pal.
4: There's your chopper. Uh, that that's looks like on. an
3: Explorer lot yacht. Oh, like, they're going out to, to look,
4: ice? look for,
0: for the for ice? Oh, look at us. Wow.
4: Oh, look at the chopper.
0: pad. Oh, yeah. It says legends. Oh, piano. Piano, we'll bring Michael Jordan in.
7: No sex in the hot tub, things
0: no sex in any of the hot tubs, by anybody. Oh, look at that Dining room. Have oh, a little respect wow. for the super yacht.
4: Oh, what? Bar. You oh, can't
0: have bar. sex in a bar if you need to. <laughs> I've <on>. decided <laughs> you can if you have sex there. You can't have sex.
4: Oh, look at so that! We? we get our own little cruise line here. The How library? much is it? Uh, five
6: hundred thousand. Yeah,
4: five hundred thousand a week. That's a lot of money, man. We That's could do
3: it, man. Get it. Get a bunch of sponsors to help out.
0: We're gonna have to get a bunch oh, of sponsors. Bunch of sponsors. Wow! Oh my god. Oh, there's a. Bed. Is, that, is oh, that my room? That's, a, that's Spa. A massage room. Massage, room. A
4: massage room. Oh. They this yeah comes
5: oh, with masseuses. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh, imagine God. getting Zito.
2: So, you know, how many does it sleep?
0: A hundred. It looks like. Um,
5: twenty six guests.
2: Jesus.
0: Jesus.
5: So let's divide that by five hundred
0: thousand. How many crew? <laughs> well, we gotta pay the crew, huh? Well, you're supposed to tip so them so at the probably end. Probably
4: like five fifty.
0: I tip everybody. By the way, it's. Everybody. It might be a fault
4: says right here not for charters to u.s file. residents while in u.s waters oh, so we would have to take is it what was that that was seat. just one big right, right United right
7: States.
3: so you can't dock well, in the u.s
7: No, it seems uh, like we're gonna have to get jerry's even better than yeah. international waters anything goes does
0: ursay have a yacht can we not try to rent ursay's yacht Ooh. he's gotta have a shot Khan, let's get Shah Khan's. he'll give us a deal hey that yacht he's got his a full spa in there that's just when you got too much money right too much money you're like you know what i want to build a building on the water that i can take my helicopter to and if i want to get cute on little jet skis i can go out the bottom of it like i'm a little bird coming out of a nest you know what i mean is that what well, you're that, doing you have to have too much money to have one of those giant yachts
3: because some of them will be like 200 million to build but then the upkeep like you have some of those big ones have a crew of 20 25 people that are on there year round you're paying all the upkeep all year long oh hey we had to fill it up with gas Write us a check for 400 k
0: So it's just strictly so you can lose money. It has to be Pretty a tax much. reason that they're doing it. has to be. How can you spend $250 million on something like that?
7: Because yeah. you got it. You got it like that.
0: You ever hey. go down? You Remember when you, when you
3: took those cruises when you're trying to elude the drug testers? Did, when you pulled into port, did you ever see some of those super yachts parked out there? That was oh, crazy yeah. to when see. We like, played in the Atlantis super- always has a bunch of When ones. we played
0: oh, yeah. in the Super Bowl down in Miami... Cause Super Bowl week, that just like this last week down in Miami, Super Bowl week, oh my god! I think I saw one of Bill Gates's and like maybe the the second in command at Microsoft, the guy that owns the Clippers now. I think he was. Ballmer, the,
4: Steve Ballmer, Jimmy
0: John's. You should see fucking Jimmy John's yacht. That guy that sells sandwiches. He's what he about Papa John? Does he have one? Papa John, I assume, has one down there in Louisville. Probably patrolling the river down there. Excuse me, you eating 40 pizzas a month? Don't think so. Get the fuck out. A couple
7: islands in the Caribbean, AJ, probably like to check out. Ooh, Which one? Virgin Islands, maybe.
3: There's one that I'm very intrigued
7: by. Oh, yeah? What's that? It's being
3: being held up, though, with the estate and whatever. Uh, What are you talking about? Little St. Jeff's, is that what they call it? St. John? St. Jeff's? Yeah.
7: I think it's St. James.
3: No, Little little St. Jeff, I think he called it. I don't think he
5: was a saint
7: at all. Who's uh-huh. he? Uh-oh. Are we Epstein? talking about the Epstein? Oh, we know we could Epstein probably get a good
0: deal place. on that island,
5: can't we? It is Little Saint Joseph. Yes.
0: I don't think we can buy that. That's not a place we won't be associated with. You're like, right. There's bad yeah. bad karma there. A lot of bad there, yeah, from what I've been told. Probably what probably are they going to do with that island, though? For Our real? Like, that's a very desirable island, I would guess. Our YouTube's about to get dropped out because of that, by the way. Yep. Error. hope you feel good about it. What did I say? Stream Can't bring up a guy's name? You know it's What'd you say, Z?
5: (laughs) No, the YouTube people were just saying, stream ended. (laughs) Error.
0: Let's go to um, 20,000 bucks a person for the 26 people, obviously. That's pretty
6: nice, though.
0: That's not bad. You're going to find 26 people that are willing to pay 20K for a week? Yeah. Yeah. Great week. Are you week. Big good week.
4: I actually only need 25, because you're one of
0: them. Listen, Tim McAfee. (laughs) (laughs) Tim McAfee, you know. (laughs) Hey, why don't you take everything you've ever earned just put it <laughs> into this week? Everything you have saved, let's just dump it right into this week on a yacht out in the middle of the ocean.
3: Yeah, and if any of the boys want to bring some floozy, she's got to
0: pay, too. You, don't, you can't pay for her. True. You Deal. boys are bringing floozies onto this yacht? I don't think so.
7: If they're paying 20 grand? No floozies. No trips.
0: They're not bringing floozies on
6: this. <laughs> Damn
0: it. If there's 26 people on this yacht, Pat's lasting one day one day <laughs> one day. we got to
5: get a 13 person
0: i'll be staying on a boat next to <laughs> yes. Yes. Pad mine another yacht to that up. giant yacht's gonna feel real small after about the first oh, yeah. three hours those cruise line on those cruises uh, i would go on to get away from the piss tester man you knew everybody by what i don't know a quarter of the way into day one you knew everybody on the boat they knew me too quickly
3: yeah, the super yacht would be different. I think that's I think that's
0: out there. That's not right now, but in the future, that may be something we can. We do. should definitely do super yacht week. Mm, I, yeah, I feel like that's something. We, and by the way, what happens is <laughs> you put in. Okay, so you have some type of groat. Ooh. So one fan per day can join us. Ooh, uh, on, what? What's a groat? Greatest raffle of all time. We did it before. It was the greatest raffle of all time. You bought uh, the Pat McAfee professional baseball player, comedic sports documentary, which people have heralded as the greatest comedic sports documentary of all time. And you're automatically entered into the Groat. In the GROAT, we gave away Super Bowl tickets, we gave away World Series tickets, we gave away Stanley Cup tickets, we gave away a Lisa Mattress, we gave away a couple thousand WrestleMania bucks. Tickets. We gave away WrestleMania tickets. So it was the GROAT, the greatest raffle of all time. You buy the documentary you're automatically enrolled in the groat we can make this another Groat situation where you could win a spot on the super yacht week and then do one for each day or whatever
4: shadow narrative. i got
3: it i got the idea. i got the idea pat so let's let's plan out when the next all the next like five super bowls are the next one that is on the water so well tampa bay is coming up bingo we, fly, we don't even have to get a super yacht we get a just a normal yacht and we dock it right there for super bowl week and that's where we do all of our stuff wow Wait, hey, we, do you want to come to Radio Row where there's five billion people,
0: or do you want to come onto the yacht? and oh, have a chat? Oh uh-huh. and by the way, we're going to have a uh, floating balls with a floating hole out in the water mm. somewhere in the bay, hitting off the top of said super yacht. You hit closest to the pin, you win a certain amount mm-hmm. of money. Yeah, that's what we do. We do super yacht at Tampa Bay.: it's Super be tough
7: booth. though, with a regular yacht when a super yacht pulls in next to you.
0: I think we get a pirate ship. I like that oh, that bingo. Buccaneers are going to be in the Super Bowl, too. Well, against I mean, who? Probably the Chiefs. Look, well, he already knows the Lions stink, this guy.
5: <laughs> Chiefs top.
0: are just a good team. Didn't the Lions win the draft? Yeah. Well, the guy that's currently talking for the Lions didn't know Woodward the other day. No. Tough. We are, we're past that, Pat. That was part mm. of the Friday news dump. No one remembered it. Uh, Gilbert Arenas won the lottery with the help of a homeless man. Have you seen this story? No. I, I, I'm curious as to what it is. Okay, so Gilbert Arenas had 10 bucks on him, he forgot his wallet, he was in his car, he was heading to a gas station to pick up his Powerball lottery tickets from his gas station, okay, from his people. He gets there, for some reason he encounters a homeless man, he says, hey, I'm gonna use $5, he has 10 bucks. He said, I'll give you five bucks, I gotta go somewhere. The homeless man said, no, no, keep the money, I don't need the money. Just give me a part of the winnings whenever you go buy the lottery tickets from wherever you go. He free, he continues on his journey, the place closed up where he normally buys his lottery tickets goes back home. Next morning, he wakes up with a text message from a number he doesn't know It says, congrats, you won the Powerball for $300,000. He has no idea what it means, goes into the gas station. The gas station person says, hey, since I shut down the store early yesterday, I played your numbers for you. So Gilbert Arenas is playing the lottery so much that the person who works at the gas station knows his number, electric, that he's this all in yeah. on the Powerball. I hope to get to that point in my life one time. Those numbers hit. He wins $300,000. He says thank you to the gas station. I assume he tips him out handsomely, goes and tips out the homeless person handsomely, and then goes about his day as a man who won a Powerball and won $300,000 and when he didn't even buy a ticket. What an amazing story. Gas station attendant deserves all the credit in the world for being Potentially the best human on earth because Gilbert Arenas did not know that that ticket existed. He could have pocketed that, chose not to. And then homeless person saying, yeah, I need it, but you need it more. Good luck in the Powerball. Ends up winning. Gilbert Arenas, this is an awesome story. Happy for him. I hope that happens to me one day, that I am a regular at a gas station for Powerball so much that they know my motherfucking numbers. And even when I don't buy a ticket, I still win. Good for Gilbert Arenas. Well, good for
3: that The gas station attendant. Are you kidding me? You re- realize you have a winner that you played for somebody,
0: a famous guy that would never know if you didn't tell him. Ever. You can pocket that 300000 It's just like um, in the movie American Gangster when uh, who's the cop in that? Uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe finds the million dollars and doesn't keep it, he reports it or whatever. That's exactly this gas station person. He had $300,000 in his hand. Nobody knew that this $300,000 existed except for him and Gilbert Arenas. This is a personal relationship that Gilbert Arenas comes in every day with him and picks the same numbers. Gilbert Arenas would have never known the guy could have taken 300 grand, decided not to. And that, my friends, is why you should believe that the world is much better than it is worse and why happiness will always win over negativity because of people like that. Restoring faith in fucking humanity. Yeah. 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 Now, you're, you're
3: right. Now, what is the proper amount that Gilbert should have given to this gas station attendant as well as the homeless person? Because if he won 300K, you could say he's safely getting you know, to pocket 140.
0: So he's going to lose half because of the lottery tax and then the prize tax and then the state tax so he's maybe less than 140
3: he'll take home.
0: Yeah, it's probably like 110 maybe.
3: And I'm sure there's options of hey you can we can pay you like 3 grand a month for a certain amount of time or you can take a one a lump sum for less than the 300.
0: By the way, everybody always says take the lump sum. I think if I ever win one of those big ones, I'd like to make it a game of spending the money every month. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess the, they say take the lump sum because, like, I want to be making money on, on my money. I don't want you making interest on my money.
0: Yeah, and I get that. But if it's $700 million, like, be pretty cool just to show up once It's like
3: month. the deferred contracts, like what Bobby Bonilla gets paid at mm-hmm. 1.5 oh, yeah. or 3 mil, like, every March or something. Like, that'd be kind of nice, man, if they deferred your contract. And I, I knew I had this big check coming every year.
0: Well, that's why every scratcher I play is one that's for life. Every scratcher I play is one that wins you for life because I just would like a happy little show up at the front door each week. But they say, well, you take the upfront money. You do Well, when you take upfront money, they cut it down even more because they know that they got you because you're getting upfront cash as opposed to the long haul. Now, obviously, if you die, there has to be some transfer of money and stuff like that. But I'm taking a long haul and I'm making it a game on how I could spend every single dollar every single month in an interesting fashion. So I think it gives 10 to 15 grand to... Gas station person, same amount of money to homeless person, and then he kind of rides off in his sunset with another seventy grand. It's a good story, and he'll be back
3: next week to play those same numbers. Bingo.
0: I think that's a good amount, right? He's giving ten percent, fifteen percent, probably give to the gas station guy. Maybe twenty percent of his net. Someone would probably argue, no, you need to give ten percent of the gross. Which would I've, be heard, I've heard.
3: I've had teammates argue. When they tithe, tithing giving ten percent of your income to a church, and I've heard, I've had heated arguments. I've seen of teammates say, "No, you tithe off your gross. You don't tithe off your net."
0: What would you do? So maybe 10, 15 grand is a little light. Probably give them twenty five thirty. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But what, also, I don't did know I win three hundred grand, or did I actually win four hundred grand, and it's a cops found? You know what I mean? Oh, I, changes the like, game. 180, bucks of mine went missing from when I was arrested to the next morning when I could reclaim my money. So,
7: mm. Well, you give that homeless guy five bucks because he's got no clue you win the lottery. You tell him to go kick rocks. <laughs> oh, you just take oh, care of the clerk at oh, the gas That's a good idea. Actually. Jesus.
3: <laughs> Nick, just, keep the, yep, just keep the good, friendly cycle going, right?
0: Yep. He's a terrible guy. He's a terrible guy right there.
7: That guy probably doesn't even know what day of the week it is. You just let him to get this. his malt liquor from the grocery store and you just keep talking.
0: Oh, <laughs> <man. laughs> He's such a terrible person. Oh, man, I can't co sign on that. Me neither. I hope you give that guy. You should see my relationship with homeless people. <laughs> okay? It is a good one. By, how do you mean? I took one homeless guy out for St. Patrick's Day with us one day. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Started at like 7 a.m. with me, and I just said, you you just wanna come with us? He said, yeah, got got him a couple jackets from some places. I mean he was with us all day that guy probably i don't know i probably gave him three four thousand bucks that day he just hung out (laughs) with me all day he
7: sent me down station scared no 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 we were hanging out with this homeless guy nick
0: nick hopped in a cab he should not have hopped in. it was very obvious that we were not following wherever this cab was going to we come out there's a couple people we didn't know and i didn't want to be around them so we're like all right we'll just let them get in that cab we'll tell them we'll meet up with them soon and nick hops in the cab and we're all like don't do that nick and nick hops in and it's like well don't save him. He don't want to be saved. Fucking gone. <laughs> See you in about four hours. And it was me, a couple of my other buddies that Nick wanted to hang out with most. And then a uh, homeless guy. Uh, the, Nick was replaced by the homeless guy that we found right there on the side of the street. Do strategy. you have a name? Got the okay. of his life. I don't know. He had a sign though. It said, why lie? It's for beer. And I was like, you just want to fucking come have all the beer. He's like, yeah. He fucking threw a sign down. It was like a movie. He just joined us. He got kicked out of one place because they said he wasn't properly dressed and he was doing something else, but he had a good run with us. And I gave him a lot of money. Another homeless guy in Pittsburgh, like two, three AM on the South side, walking down uh, the street. I saw him. He had great Tim's on, so I respected it. And uh, we had a good conversation. I gave him like 500 bucks. And I said, I'm gonna be back next week. If I see you here, I'm gonna be upset. I want you to go get a job at McDonald's. I want you, 500 bucks is enough to put a down payment on an apartment complex, get you some new clothes. I'll see, if I'm here next week, I want a refund or whatever. And he's like, oh, you got it, man. Clean dap, we leave. Next week, about three, four a.m., I see him again, sitting there, hand out, I'm like, what the fuck happened, pal? Gave you 500 bucks last week. He was like, I want to get a job at McDonald's. I had no home address. I couldn't fill out the thing. I couldn't apply for a job. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Gave him another 500 bucks and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, me and homeless people have a good relationship.
3: I mean, a smart business move would be to dress up as a homeless person and hang out outside of your little funhouse warehouse where I'm at. Try to get some cash.
0: Yes. Yeah. It is a smart idea. It is a good idea. And I get yelled at by people that. Uh, normally own uh, the places that have the homeless people outside of it they're like why are you rewarding bad behavior and i'm like well what the fuck you want me to do you want me to just look at this and then i know that i've been grossly overpaid and i'm just supposed to walk by this person that obviously just wants to buy drugs or booze and say hey you don't fuck you are not fit to get that i'm like here you go pal fucking let's live a little that's the thing i don't understand when people are go
3: like, what you why are you giving them any money they're just gonna go buy alcohol i'm like okay cool what do you mean it doesn't change what
0: me, me gonna give him money you know what i was probably gonna do with this money <clears> hmm <throat> ounce of vitamins bro. <laughs> it's crazy his went to liquid mine would have went to smoke you'd rather basically the
3: moral of that story is you'd rather hang out with random homeless people than people that you actually know
0: mm-hmm. yeah no yeah Nick should not have gotten in that cab
7: well Diggs was down Station Square I want to go see I tell you what
0: for
3: our, for our Super Bowl super yacht experience I don't remember maybe we have a raffle and we bring on
0: 25 random homeless people on the boat oh so I gave away like 5,000 tickets when the Pacers made the playoffs back against the, when they made that run against the Heat. Oh, yeah. So the Pacers were worried that the home playoff game wasn't going to sell out, okay? Because they had just come back into resurgence after falling off a little bit after some PR issues. So I said uh, some conversation. Sorry, I don't know if they started a the conversation or I started the conversation. I was like, can I just buy 5,000 tickets and give them away or whatever? And they were like, uh, yeah, we'll give you for a deal. I think they charged me two bucks a ticket, maybe, or something like that. So I put 10000 bucks down. Then I had to give away the 5,000 tickets. You know how hard it is to give away 5,000 tickets? How? how do you even do that? So what we did was we set up something down at the, uh, at the time, I think it was Conseco Fieldhouse. Now it's Bonkers Life Fieldhouse. They put a hoop down in the lobby. And if you showed up and you made a free throw, you got two tickets because it's Indiana. You know how many homeless motherfuckers showed up? <laughs> they were their busted ass drunk. I mean, we had a line of thousands. try to resell hey, the thousands. tickets. thousands of people, but there was probably 15, 20% of them were homeless people. They're like, oh, I get to fucking watch a playoff NBA game. I'll come get this shot loose. And they're like, throwing things off the back, taking food out of there. I mean, it was, it was one of those situations. But yeah, it was not easy to give away the tickets. It was much harder than I thought, and I would never do it again. But it was a cool moment to watch a homeless get wet and get a chance to go hang out for a night.
3: I mean, 5000 is a lot. I would imagine if you just had the tickets there and said, hey, show up and we'll give you two tickets,
0: you still may not be able to give them all away. No, there was a lot of people there that were shooting a free th- That's why we had to do the free throw thing. Because we thought five thousand homeless people could potentially show up, mm. so there had to be a little bit of a you know a challenge to get in. I would have
3: went down there like if I was living in the area and I wouldn't like take my kid to a game. I may have gone and tried to make a few good team, few team too. That
0: was back when Paul George, George Hill, Roy Hibbert,
4: Lance, Frank Vogel, David West, Lance West, Stevenson.
0: Yeah. That was a good team. Those teams. Reggie Miller. Much. Reggie Miller was not. He was talking on the sideline at that time. Mm-hmm.
2: He
3: he
0: looked good in the the last dance. I feel like he came across well. He um yeah, cuz he had a good jumper. He had, they showed highlights of him playing good basketball. They you know, I didn't learn I learned a lot about the NBA. I mean, they highlighted the Celtics, they highlighted the Lakers, they highlighted the Pistons, they highlighted the Knicks, they highlighted the Jazz, they highlighted the Pacers. I mean, it was a pretty good little history lesson throughout the entire last dance and it was nice to learn about Indiana and its fan base. And that lady Kathy uh oh. kathy martin i believe was yeah. her name she's been doing a little local inter- uh um interviews because of her screaming she said jordan won't give her anything but her and rodman had a good given take. i love to hear what rodman was saying to that oh. he's a fucking blonde
6: lady <laughs>
3: hey i just saw a, a thing pop up when i i know tom brady was down in tampa working out with teammates right on some high school field prep school the yep. best the best was i see all of his teammates are wearing helmets. Obviously, Tom's got the shoulder pads on because he always wears shoulder and like the left knee sleeve. I don't think it was Tommy Copper though. So Brett way a bit upset. Hopefully, Brett sends him a few. You
0: make him better, yeah. When he's younger, I like that people work out in their full pads. I always say I'm going to do it, and then it gets the off season, and I just didn't want to put a helmet on. So I would yeah. never.
3: I don't. I get it. I get if you're a quarterback, especially, he definitely feels different throwing the ball with shoulder pads on. But I just, I don't know. I can't imagine strapping it up and going out there and doing. Footwork drills.
0: For me, the helmet, to change the view a little bit, you know, for me, for punting. And mm-hmm. I would always be like, you know what? I'm going to put the helmet on this offseason. It's going to take me to that next step. And then every time I go to call the equipment staff for my helmet, they would be like, do you really need this? Nah, you're right. There's <laughs> no way
3: people in Green Bay
0: would let me take my helmet out of the locker
3: room. There's no chance.
0: No chance. I would have to, I would have had to call and tell, ask them for the, the helmet and they would be like, well, what do you want it for? I'm like, well, I want to work out in it. Like, you want to work out in it, just why? Tom Brady's doing it. So maybe I do it. Maybe it makes me punt balls better because Tom Brady's doing it. Also, avocado ice cream in my locker, please. Yeah.
3: Or you show up and they ha- they got a helmet from the pro shop that has
0: the thing in there, like the, uh, Wait, the flat got... thing so you can't put it all around your head. Can somebody grab that helmet? We got a, a helmet sent here, a custom, Battle Custom Helmets. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Battle Custom Helmets is this kid who's making helmets. He's like creating these helmets. It's going to alleviate concussions, right? Uh, I'm not 100% these sh- new helmets. Too. I'm not sure what his mission is. I think he just makes custom helmets for people. I believe you've, like for instance, you ever seen Dockery on the internet? He has that old black helmet that he works out in. Like I think there's custom helmets. This guy sent this helmet to us. It's kind of, it would not fit my head at all, but it's awesome. Look at this. You think it's a Colts helmet, right? Huh? The number one yeah. there? Boom. Flip it over it's west virginia it's west virginia every mountaineer was that the same model that you wore too same setup i believe this is the last helmet that i wore in the nfl same setup it's just two sizes too small you got a big head that's for sure big brain but it's a beautiful helmet shout out to battle custom helmets i believe Oh, he's, he's like uh, he's like one of the shoe guys that does custom cleats and custom shoes. Yeah, here he is. Battle Customs right here. This guy. He sent me this helmet. It's a very nice helmet. It can't fit on my head. I wish it could because I'd like to go spear some people. There's mine right there in the middle. But uh, that
4: AJ's right I forward. appreciate this a lot. Oh. We're going to have to find a spot that for AJ's. this in the,
0: uh, in the office, in the studio somewhere. We should be able to build a, like a lazy Susan for it, right? So it spins because, you know, you want to make sure people know that mm. it's both. You see? Just build a like, one singular
3: like thing like they how they present Super Bowl trophies but have a little turntable that it sits oh on so it's God. always rotating. That's smart.
5: Oh well you put on a record. There All right. Go. Is this your show? I think it's your show, huh? Yeah.
3: Did you want to wear number forty? Nah, gave it to me my first year. <laughs>
0: and I just kinda you know, I had to stick with it.
3: Yeah, Nugent was eighty five. I don't
0: think that was his first choice. Eighty-five is a better number than forty. Eh, forty is a tough number, but when the a number is whatever out- you make it is though. Like when
3: I heard when they gave me forty-seven, I was like, "All right, sweet John Lynch." Like I like, I was a fan of John Lynch. He was playing at the time. He wore
0: number forty-seven. So I was like, "All right, cool." For me, I was like, "Sweet, I love 40s. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you play Edward Forty Hands? Yeah, I mean, I played a couple times. Ultimately, end up pissing my pants. But I mean, it's charges. I the could game. see you being very good at that. <laughs> I, yeah, I was. I could char- I could chug very well, but sometimes it end up under and you never play that game sober, right? So you're already pretty deep into it.
3: Yeah. Wait, so you would just piss your pants, you wouldn't untape one of your hands? No. You would have a buddy undo your pants for yourself? No.
0: it <laughs> to the game, respect the game, dude. What are you talking about over there? I would not be pissing
3: my pants. I'd find a way to go
0: without going on myself. Oh man. You don't have the active bladder that I got, pal. Sometimes you just gotta take the L whenever you're playing Edwards' or forty hands. Respect the game. You would have lost the game, AJ. You're
3: right. That's why I didn't play that game.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you got to break the glass, pal. Push.
3: Hey, how did Tom put this workout together? Was it uh, and he's, like people aren't all up in arms that they were out there working out close Cheater. to each
0: other? So it was a private high school, prep school. So I assume they have the their Florida own
3: school. Sp- is open, I guess, right?
0: Pretty much. So it had to be. Florida, yeah, the governor said professional sports are good to go back, so he's like professional athletes are allowed to do their thing. Could not have done this at the park. Would not have worked at the park. Old Peter Park Ranger would have came in and kicked his ass out of there again. I don't care if you're with Mike Evans or Godwin. Get the hell out, or, yeah. You get it. Get the hell out of here. He said, fine, we'll just go to a nicer place with a private school that lets us do our things. This is, I think, needed, by the way, for the Buccaneers, this offense. Tom's learning a new offense. They're learning about Tom. There's a time where there's a chance where they could stumble out the gates a little bit because they're not going to learn a lot about each other. But I think by week five, week six, they'll be off and running. Right now, though, these workouts are a necessity to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it's nice to see that they're able to get that done.
3: Yeah, normally when teams say a team has Uh, guys have played together for a long time receivers have played with the same quarterback or whatever like i i think a lot of it's overblown but this actually makes sense because there's so many little nuanced things that i'm sure tom is used to his guys how they run routes so he could tell them like hey no i need you i need you to come back a half a step sooner on this route this is what i'm thinking here this is when you're going to be open so for the receivers i'm sure they learned a ton i'm sure tom actually learned a lot about his receivers and how they run routes and they got to see like what it felt like to catch the ball, like what it looks like coming out of Tom's hand.
0: And they also got the flex on Instagram that
3: they played catch with Tom Brady. Pretty good. Ultimately, yeah, that's the most important thing. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look at me, Mom. I made it. I've arrived. Look at me.
0: Jameis Winston does not deserve this, by the way. Deserve what? Just like us automatically assuming everything is so much better now that Tom Brady's there instead of Jameis Winston. Well, it's not – we're not – knocking Jameis winston it's more just <clears throat> elevating tom Brady. he's kind of taking ricochet shots and it, he said it's a compliment that the goat took his uh position mm-hmm. i think this year at new orleans is going to be big for him especially now he got lasik he can do things oh, yeah uh, this is these workouts are big obviously big. all right is, any, is anyone else doing it yeah big ben roethlisberger's is. been thrown with james connor Uh, Ryan Switzer and Juju Smith-Schuster. James Conner and Juju both on contract years. Ben Roethlisberger coming back like Henry Rowan Gardner. Ryan Switzer's coming back being healthy. That is a field that has a bunch of vengeance on them. Roethlisberger's cutting the beard, cutting the hair. He's back in the game. He's potentially coming back better than ever. Steelers are going to be nothing to fuck with next year.
3: Yeah, the funniest thing was we did the show yesterday. We played the... That we played some screenshots from ben's video cutting his hair all this stuff we it was very confusing and how we showed the video we didn't know when was what was this <laughs> way on a private plane but oh this is before surgery whatever and then i asked the boys like oh are you guys all, you're all in on ben and the steelers now I'm like absolutely i'm my whole life has changed because of this short video ben put out i like read on espn like big ben is back he's looking yeah. better than ever hey, or something i'm like wow this is
0: really a thing you put out one hype video on yourself and everyone says you're back. Bro, Cole Beasley changed his number. We had to talk about it for 15 minutes. And ben <laughs> Roethlisberger, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I'll say it. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Never gets talked about because of the things that happen off the field. But he's coming back. That team last year almost made the playoffs with almost no quarterback play. They had a a quarterback almost get decapitated on national television. (laughs) Bring in Minka Fitzpatrick. The defense does their thing. T.J. Watt who I guess is the dumb Watt by the way. I've been watching some some tag previews. It feels like T.J. Watt's the dumb one which by the way completely okay at defensive end. He's a damn good dumb defensive end T.J. Watt is. That show also looks very good. Can't wait to watch it. Have no clue when it debuts. It's on Fox hosted by all the Watts. But that deep Defense almost carried them to a, a playoff last year. Now you get Ben Roethlisberger back with his offensive coordinator, some driven guys on contract years. I think this is real big news. I think it's really big news, especially in that AFC North. It's going to be tough already, contentious. Or
3: is it a knock on Ben because they
0: almost did make the playoffs
2: without him? No, 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 no. Whoa. Oh, you think?
0: Whoa. You, think no, you I think don't like think jo- that. I'm just presenting what. Well, don't someone do you I'm sure think could just say. like the Bulls, whenever Jordan retired, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals or whatever? Are you saying it was that Phil's the- best coaching job if you've heard? We'll tees. Or maybe his team was just so good. Coach Tomlin coached his ass off last year. Nobody talks about it.
2: Mason was
7: thrown. We talk about balls. it. Yeah, if anything, AJ, you would cite the opportunistic turnovers on the defense and how will, be, will they be able to replicate that again? We don't know.
3: We don't know. They come in bunches, right, Pat? That
0: turnovers. Turnovers come in bunches. Mm-hmm. Munches and bunches. Lunches and functions. So should we release like a hype video for you guys? For Steelers or for us? For you guys. For me?
5: And AJ, just we're, we're back.
0: Oh, like we're a show.
5: Oh, I guess you could do that too. But oh, I was so actually like football-wise. F- football back?
0: Yeah. I put a couple. No, for- not football. For the show, maybe. <laughs> I put a couple 5 <laughs> bombs out in the backyard. Out. Mm-hmm. That was enough. Hey,
3: what, a, a while ago, you were in the middle of uh, like a, a big diet and a workout plan. You said you were going to be on the cover of some uh, like muscle and fitness type magazine. Did this ever happen?
5: Never said that. Yeah, you did words in his mouth. Never said that.
3: When you were, I remember you sent me like clips of you deadlifting. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Like in the middle of a pretty big uh, ad campaign, pal. We're going to cover a big magazine.
0: We were. There's no magazine ever happening, but we were in a big of a pretty big ad campaign, pal. For, of you
3: working out. Yeah. Were you going to be sponsored by like Rogue or one of these CrossFit
0: companies? I don't do CrossFit, okay? I'm not athletic enough. You had
3: me fooled. I thought you did. It's bad for your...
0: I just fucking hormones. move weight, dude, okay? I just move weight. It's about that business. I am. About the work. <sighs> hey, I, I had to go to workout in yesterday. I have not had that type of workout in a long time. In the pool? I got a bodybuilder to send me a workout because I'm tired of being fat shamed on the internet. Okay. So yeah. his bodybuilder sent me this workout.
3: So does it working? Is the fat shaming working on you is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I've, I fucking got after it last night. I was in the shower afterwards last night. Couldn't get my hand to the back of my head because my arms were so blown up. Couldn't even, like I had to, I had to move my shoulder completely to get the back of my head. I had like something, I, I, I was so blown up. These what things, kind of workout did you do? It was a fucking bodybuilder upper body workout. And wait till today, today's legs. I'm kind of dreading it to be honest oh. with
3: you. Do you do this at home?
0: Yeah, my home gym in the in the garage.
3: Why are you on another campaign? You can trying to get on the cover again.
0: No, I just got. F- I'm never tried to be in a cover of any magazine. I don't even. I don't even know what that means. But I, I mean,
3: I, we all know that your brain forgets things a lot. No, it doesn't. Actually. Not That's, the cover yes. of magazines.
4: No way. You would know. That'd be number one on the memo list. I, just yeah, I mean, depending fat. on
0: the depending on the day. I'm tired of being fat shamed, AJ, and I'm tired okay. of. Lo- I'm tired of looking. It's working
3: on you, is what you're saying. It's working on you, but I'm saying I would. I would hope you would admit, Pat, that talking to you, like day to day, the amount of ideas and different possibilities that you may that may be happening for this show, for your other show, for everything else you're doing. Yeah, it's possible that you throw out 37 different scenarios of what's coming in the future.
0: And by the way. That's why you have to answer your phone when I fucking call you. Because I don't know if this idea is ever coming back. Okay? I don't know if it's ever coming back. We need, I need to, somebody needs to hear this and say, yeah, I like it, don't like it, let's move forward. Because, you know, people take ideas all the time. People take my ideas all the time. The good thing for me is there's gonna be more coming, so that's completely okay. But when I call you, it is fucking, I need you to answer right now. No, you don't. That's the thing. I do. (laughs) I need you you to
3: answer. FaceTime me. Yesterday, say, I, or- and then I instantly get the text. Oh, okay. Are you get that comment, and you
0: text me when I don't answer. It. I normally send a wow too, because that is my brain forgetting the idea of what I was going to tell you, and it's just fucking disappearing. Wow, unbelievable! Write now, it down. Why don't you write it down? I have a notes section that's filled with a bunch of shit, but it's normally it's written so poorly I don't remember what the fuck it means most of the time. You know what I mean? I'll just give leave my, yourself a voice memo. I'll never listen to them. I think you should,
3: well, make voice memos because then we could compile them over like the course of a year and then Zito or somebody can put them together and, and put it together nicely and we could listen to you and your voice in different stages of possible, hey, a lot of vitamins right now. Oh, a little sleepy right now. No vitamins. And you could hear the different inflections in your voice and the excitement. For these crazy ideas and possibilities Not that crazy. may be happening.
0: And we'll put them in a little like three-minute clip. None of them are crazy. Three minutes. You're going to need a lot more than that, pal. But the <laughs> I need you to I, answer. I,
3: trust me. I, I know better than I anybody. need you to answer I
0: whenever I fucking call, though. I've had a couple really good ones in the last couple of days, and you have been no-showing because your kid's birthday and then the blue angels and then all this other stuff, it's like, yo, we're trying to compile something special here for fall and you're a no answer guy. It's like, yo, I got things cooking right now, AJ. Need, and by the way, these they come in waves too. It's kind of frustrating. i never understand it. There's some days where I'm like, you know what, I think I could write a rap song today. All right, I'm gonna do that. Then I'm gonna record it. And then- <laughs> You don't need to
3: call me though to tell me that you need to you want to write a rap song.
0: I only call you whenever things are associated with potential Aaron Hawk. I get you. Hey, I'm with you.
3: And it's no fault of your own, but you do tend to call at like high traffic times, like 8.15 in the morning when, like, obviously you don't have kids, but it's it's different when you have kids. There's times, like, getting them ready in the morning, getting everything situated. It's a bit of chaos. And then at night, when they're trying to, we're trying to get them together to go to bed, bath time, all this stuff, that's usually when I see the FaceTime coming through.
0: Just wait until the call tonight about this super yacht. I am going to have <laughs> no less then 75 ideas for this Super Yacht at Super Bowl. 70, maybe 80 of them. So tonight, when those kids are cleaning off, you know, whatever the day that they had on them, just expect a couple of FaceTimes coming through. And if you don't answer, there's going to be a long text message following it. Just want to let you know that.
3: When I text back, what's up? Sorry, couldn't get it. What's up, man? Then either nothing from you. Nothing. And I'm like, oh, either he's like mad and offended or he's probably upset himself because he already forgot the idea he FaceTimed
5: (laughs) out 30 seconds ago.
0: Bingo. (laughs) Zito wants us to do a calendar, I think.
5: Right? What is that your idea? Uh, Probably not, but...
0: No, somebody wants us to do a calendar. Maybe
3: Billy. What do you you mean? Like like firemen do for sell to charity?
0: Yeah. There's this other idea that it's currently being cooked up that I think is a smash. We might break a Guinness World Record with it. It's currently cooked up behind the scenes right now.
3: There's so many ideas cooked up behind the scenes and inside your brain that I can't keep them straight.
0: Nah, not right now. There's only a couple right now. The one breaking against the world record is potentially the best idea that we've had in a long time. What record?
4: The record. Can't talk about it. No. It's a, just just know it's a great idea.
0: Thank you, Ty. <laughs> Thank you, Ty.
4: <laughs> if you, you should... answered your phone, you would have known it.
0: Exactly. Mm. Gotta- fucking exactly Zito exactly. that is the perfect like for instance what if this idea came to me last night and it was involving you I FaceTime you you don't answer per use then I wake up this morning you call me back you go what's up I go fuck I don't remember now idea's I just gone
3: I don't remember you know there's ways to document your ideas right
0: yeah it's you AJ yeah
3: but I'm <laughs> I'm a naturalist dude what like. makes you so sure that I'm gonna remember your crazy idea because if you remember it and I remember it probably a good idea
4: Plus, if you only remember a sentence of it, you'll probably then you say that to Pat. Pat will remember the whole damn thing. Bingo, great match. You know what? You've way.
3: you've turned me. You've presented you presented like <laughs> evidence that I need to change.
0: There you go. Just if I call, there's a reason behind it. Is what I'm thinking. But that's not true, though. <laughs> you think I'm just calling to talk? I don't want to fucking talk to you. You hear me? Oh, oh, okay. Now I'm hurt. Now <laughs> oh, I'm hurt. Oh, that's oh, for you. just said to me. That's for you. You said me. Oh,
3: no, I know there's always some kind of idea brewing when you call, it I oh, blame me oh, oh. if I Whoa. if I am able to and I see the FaceTime, I do answer. I've Facetimed with a, you, Pat, in the last year more than I have Facetimed in my whole life, probably. You're welcome.
0: That wasn't what I was going for, but yeah. Do you use Facetime a little bit more now because I kind of brought it into your life, forced you into it? You did kind of
3: like. Open me up a little bit because I remember you telling me a couple of years ago, like, no, FaceTime's great because like facial expressions and everything is a big part of communicating. And it is true. I'm like, well, you know what? As much as I pushed against it early on and I still do continue to push against it, maybe it's the, with the whole COVID situation, zoom in with former teammates and friends and stuff. You're like, you know what? actually, Sometimes it is good to see people.
0: Well, that's a lot of what I say too. If you don't see how I'm delivering, you probably think I'm quite an asshole. Well, and then you get your fucking shit on, blah 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 blah. You know, like people would be like, "Oh, a little bit harsh here." But then whenever you see me say it, it's like, "Oh, he's a stooge. He's just joking, right?" Now. You know. So well, that's yeah, what a lot of
3: stuff. Yeah, a lot of my stuff doesn't come through well over text.
0: Bingo. And also, as soon as I say something, I'd like to see the way the face is, so I can see the immediate reaction to see if it's a good idea or not. So I say something, and their face is like, <laughs> "I'm like, well, probably not good." All right, I'll talk to you. And if the first one's like, oh, good idea. I'm like, oh, see, got him. Bingo. Here we go. Let's start selling a little bit. All right.
3: That is the best. You have an uncanny. I know we're, we're wrapping up. But you have an uncanny ability to go. Like, you'll be in the middle of this super passionate, like, monologue. Oh, this is my idea. This is what I'm doing. Here we go. Okay, cool. Talk to about And you hang up. I'm like, <laughs> That was it? Okay, so we're done. All right.
0: Yeah, so that reaction wasn't one that I thought was, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was building up the pitch. The reaction wasn't where I thought it was. Like, all right, we've got to take that one back to the shop and work <laughs> on it a little bit. Let's get out you of could, here. You
3: can see I'm kind of distracted. Like, that's the problem about FaceTime. You can see I'm like, oh, I'm like walking around trying to like fiddle with things
0: i'm like aj i think i just thought of literally a 20 million dollar idea and here you are just fucking fixing your kids hair okay let's can we find a little bit of focus on what matters here please jesus christ you're
3: right you know what you're right pat i i've been i've been
0: wrong i'm not gonna facetime you anymore 231 uh eastern standard time tuesday may 19th it is now 2 30 two what a day not a bad show shout out battle customs helmet here big thanks to add concept section
5: too what's that he's in the second in the comments what's he saying uh shout out you're a legend
0: oh thanks man two sizes bigger next i know he he does a lot of work on these this took a long time to weld this together and then get the padding inside i've seen this thing will just never ever fit my head. Wait, he
3: didn't just paint one he didn't like buy a colt's helmet and then paint the west virginia side
0: no, he welded it for sure, dude. Come I on, know. have a little respect. He welded
3: that plastic. That's a heck of a job.
0: <laughs> he did not. He just painted it, actually.
5: that no, no. Obviously.
3: Did you <laughs> um, really think that he welded two helmets together? Hey,
5: Battle Customs. The guy will go the extra yard. Hey, man, we found a video of AJ when uh, he was on CMT Cribs.
4: Oh, Excuse no. Excuse me?
5: <laughs> I, I don't know if we were able to play it at all. You were like, on CMT Cribs? Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah.
3: My dog was in there and everything, biting people. Well, he, he was yeah. a rookie. I,
5: I have like a little clip right here. I don't know if you want to play it at all, but you've seen how I they had play. A sweet
3: outfit on, I think.
5: So this is—I don't. You want to play? It? I don't want to get like a strike or anything. Dude, would you get a strike? I don't yes, know how to so that that a strike.
3: <laughs> Can't can fucking play I'll, this go without audio.
5: I'll, I'll skim across here. Here, go away real quick. I'm just like go I'll just go show my one dog
3: positive. in there biting the dude. <laughs> your dog, bitch, bit. you broke. Well, the guy—we had the guy wear the big bite suit that trained my dog came and kind of showed off what the dog could do.
4: Didn't you throw him off your deck? <laughs> oh yeah, we cannot play that.
3: Oh, that was no. That was an ad I did my rookie year anyway, for AT and where I threw a guy off my deck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Click clack, bro. <laughs> Click clack. <Yeah. laughs> Fuck out.
3: It was that they had to bring a dummy and everything. I had to like take the guy to the ledge and act like I'm throwing him off, and then they had to bring the dummy in. And then they had to splice together. What did he say? <laughs> he say the Packers yeah. are stupid. I know. You know what it was? There's. It was a part of a whole thing where I was. They would play this clip during my rookie year in the theaters in Green Bay when I would. I would smack a dude in the back of the head and tell him, stop. Uh, oh, that's Deion Sanders in the background of that. It was with Dion. came. We did a video. Oh. But I would um, I'd smack a dude in the back of the head and tell him to turn his phone off. And they would play it in the local theaters in Green Bay to get people to turn the phones off, I guess.
0: Oh, so you're that guy at AMC Theater at the beginning telling me to turn my phone off and enjoy the show. Yeah. Like 15 years ago, I was. Back when people used to... Oh, this poor fucking <laughs> oh. guy. That's a dummy? <laughs> That does not look like a dummy. That doesn't them. either. Maybe they had a crash pad down there for him. You don't know. remember if you threw an actual person or not? <laughs> I
3: mean, that looks like the actual guy. I am pretty. Sure I knew there was a dummy involved. What, they used
0: CGI for this guy? <laughs> Is that your house right now?
3: No, that was in Green Bay.
0: Look at that thing. You just killed a man. <laughs> Click-clack, bro. Click-clack.
3: There was a dummy involved, but looking at that still shot, man, maybe I did get a <laughs>
0: dummy <donut. laughs> I wonder what the dummy was for now. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the dummy there. All right. What a show. Thank you, AJ, for all that. You're amazing. <laughs> we'll see you on Thursday, 1 o'clock. McAfee and Hawk.
4: Sports talk. The greatest sports talk show on the internet from one to two recent standard time. So come on
6: down for a mental vacation with the boys on you true life. Let
4: me It's,
0: it's McAfee, McAfee and Hawk. Hawk.
8: It's McAfee, McAfee and Hawks, Bucks, Hawk. AJ used to tackle quarterbacks. And he's a Rust Belt kind of guy. guy. AJ, pass the butter of the ticket for the 2010s. Kicking piss missiles through the sky.
6: It's McAfee and Hawks. It's McAfee and Hawks,
0: Bucks, Hawks. and Man that was on the move. Uh, a couple months ago, he is now a member of the Los Angeles Chargers, five time Pro Bowler, uh, formerly of the Carolina Panthers. Ladies and gentlemen, Trey Turner. Hey, boy, Trey! Hey, boy,
9: hey, Trey. Hey. Well, good morning. What's going on?
0: Trey, do you have to go to the bathroom there? That's why you need two minutes.
9: <laughs> yeah, I need a couple minutes for that. <laughs> <laughs> are,
0: are you in Los Angeles right now? Have you moved, completed the move over to be a charger full time now?
9: Yeah, I'm in Cali. I'm in Orange County, so it's kind of early over here, man.
0: Well, I appreciate you waking up with us. A great conversation to be had here. Trey, you were a five-time Pro Bowler. Not normally does a five-time Pro Bowler get traded, especially coming off of a Pro Bowl. Matt Rule has come in, kind of a new offensive philosophy, kind of a new scheme. Did you talk to him before you were traded, and how did those conversations go? Did you sense that you were potentially on the block?
9: I was short conversations, everything positive from, you know, the first time I had a conversation with him when he got hired to, you know, when, uh, when I got traded. Um, you know, nothing too much in detail, didn't know too much about the new personnel going on, didn't know too much about the new coaches coming in. And, uh, you know, it, it's crazy times in the world, man. So I, I think that that same thing relates to the NFL at this point in time. So, yeah. Uh, a lot of change over right now.
0: Okay, so Tyrod Taylor is currently the starting quarterback over there in everybody's eyes. Tom Telesco has come out and said that on this show. Anthony Lynn has said that. Uh, Justin Herbert obviously was drafted over there. Great athlete. Nobody knows what's going to happen. You were blocking obviously whenever Cam Newton was at his prime. I mean, Cam Newton was the MVP. You guys made it to the Super Bowl. What did? What was it like being an offensive lineman for Cam Newton? And do you see Cam Newton getting back in the league and being a starter at, uh, since he's healthy? okay. Hey.
9: Cam Newton's a straight dog, man. He's just a competitor. You know what I'm saying? You you can't measure his heart. and You can't compare too many people to him, if any. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what the situation is going to lead for him, but I know he's going to fall on his feet. I'm just excited to see where he's going to go, man. It's going to be interesting, man, because, uh, you know, a guy like that who, who's been tested and uh, kind of got his back against the wall, if you will, say, with, with other people right now, man. I know he's going to come out guns blazing, so wherever he ends up, I'm excited for him.
0: It does feel like revenge body is coming out. You know what I mean? It feels like there's a revenge body coming out of this whole thing.
9: Yeah, man. uh, He's he's a warrior, man. you know, I think it's just being seen at this point in time. You know, a lot of the things that go on are behind the scenes, and you don't really get to see it. I mean, you know what it is. Yeah. So I think it's just on the forefront at this point in time.
0: A lot of people will say like he won't fit at certain places because of his personality or his charisma or whatever. In the locker room, is there any of the drawbacks to Cam Newton being in the locker room?
9: No, he's he's definitely a great great teammate. I mean, I mean he's a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's more so your your focal point of the team. So you you know you can't. You cannot be that kind of guy in the locker room, and, and stories get out about you, man. You know, every everything is leaked these days. So, uh, I mean, he, he's a great teammate, man. A great person, man. And, and like I said, man, is a great competitor. Somebody that's going to get you ready to go.
0: Let's talk about your future out there with the Chargers. A lot of people have said one of their problems is they haven't had a great offensive line. Tom Telesco brings in a five-time Pro Bowler. He's like, "Hey, let's solidify this thing. Let's get this going." What have your conversations been with Anthony Lynn, with Tom Telesco, and what the future of the Chargers are going to be, aside from incredible uniforms?
9: <laughs> man, <laughs> hey, dude. Yeah, man. uniforms super dope, right? Yeah, super. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, and by the way, they look like they have a color scheme that even big guys are going to look fit.
9: Hey man, I, I can't wait, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. What were the but, com- uh, Yeah. But you know coach Lynn, man he's a great coach man he's been uh, done it been able to put his hand in the dirt and you know t- you know take the licks and, and he knows what it feels like uh, he's just somebody that uh has just come to me and told me man he's going to put it on our back you know as the offensive line i feel like we the, we the we the engine of the team you know we get everybody going we get the offense going and you know we get the defense something to chill for so uh you know the, the offensive line we just got to come together man we got some great pieces some new additions and uh it just rolled
2: Trey, I see the uh, hat says "diet starts Monday." We're big diet starts Monday guys over big
0: here. Big diet
9: starts
2: <laughs>
0: Monday guys. Uh,
2: are you going to be one of the linemen when your career is over that lose a bunch of weight, or just going to is this is this the body that you want for the rest of your life?
9: Nah, man, I think I gotta I gotta uh, go to Marshall Yonder route. I just read the, his article.
0: Hey, he was on our show. He showed up on our show like this FaceTime here because I don't see before you get on the screen in the studio, I don't see the people because Zito does the call and Yonda popped up on there. I thought I was getting trolled. He looked looked smaller, younger than anybody on earth and a lot of offensive linemen can do that. Do you force like weight onto your body. I feel like that's something that a lot of offensive linemen yeah, you, have to do.
9: You definitely you definitely have to keep it up, man. Uh, the older you get in your career, I mean, I, like I said, man, you've been there, you've done it, your, your diet starts to change a little bit. Your regimen starts to change. You know what I'm saying? You, you're trying to stay healthy as long as you can. And naturally, when you do that, healthier causes you to, you know, burn more and lose more. So it is, it is uh, somewhat of a, I wanna call it a struggle, but you have to keep, maintain your calories and keep it, up. Because, let me see it, let me see it. What are we on? What are we on? We we in third down right now. Come on, we third down. It's thirty-seven, bro, and it's the last play of the game, man. We, oh, we, gotta, oh. we gotta Also, we gotta get a first down, touchdown, to kick a field goal.
0: Who's man. the who's the uh, who am I going against? Who's the end?
9: Ooh, uh we're gonna go Melvin Ingram.
0: Oh, great. Oh. Okay, just great. <laughs> what are we on? We on one or two? What are we on? We on two. Okay, go ahead and give the cadence. Go ahead, Trey. Oh, me,
9: give it- Yeah. Uh, oh, Blue Eddie, Blue Eddie, say hut. Blue Eddie, Blue Eddie, say hut. <laughs> 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 that
0: ain't getting me, Trey. That ain't getting me. <laughs> hey, Trey, in that moment right there, third and seven game on the line. Have you studied enough film that you know what Melvin Ingram's going to do? Like, is that a big part of it that you have to kind of figure out what the chess move is going to be by the defensive end? Because I've listened to Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis talk about how they're setting up offensive linemen basically all game to get to a
9: move. Is it a constant chess battle in there in the mind? Definitely. Definitely. But if it's third and seven, uh, if we get a first down and, and kick a field goal to win this game, man, they going to the best move. And if it's Melvin Ingram, I'm betting spin move for sure. Who's who's a,
0: who's somebody that you've had more
9: trouble with than you expected? Uh, probably uh my guy Grady Grady Jarrett, small, quick, just flipping hips, getting getting inside of you, and trying to work work back outside of, to the gaps. Man, he's just just a real shifty player, man. It's some small defensive linemen that that you know being a, a 6'5", 350 hundred fifty pound person position. At six one two eighty, so it's different.
2: Golly, that's what Yonda said too. He'd rather go against the, the, the lanky guys. guy. He mm-hmm. wants a lanky
0: guy because yeah. he can get good leverage on him. The little guys, it's kind of hard to get
9: in there. Definitely.
0: How hard? Definitely. Will, how hard will it be to learn a new offense?
9: Uh, it's different. It's different, especially with uh, the circumstances that we're facing right now. But it's cool, man. Uh, I take everything as stride, man. This is what they pay me to do, so man, I'm in it. I'm gonna pick it up. <laughs>
0: Hey, Trey, go <laughs> dominate out there. I can't wait to watch the Chargers. I can't wait to watch you. And I hopefully have you back on the show. You were excellent.
9: No, definitely, man. I appreciate it, Pat. Hey, go Tigers. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Trey. Yeah. Right, let's go. Oh. Yeah, Trey. Oh,
0: Woo! Oh, man. Hey, the offensive linemen are... Art. They're playing like six games at one time. The offensive linemen do not get enough credit, I think. Aside from punters and kickers who get no credit, offensive linemen get no credit as well, and they deserve basically all of it. What Anthony Lynn told him, like, hey, it's on your back, that's basically how every team is. Like, hey, offensive linemen, we might not have invested any money or draft picks <laughs> yeah. in this. Just want to let you know, we go as you go this week. It's like, oh, could have thought about that maybe in free agency or in the draft, but it's not easy to move people. And then if you let up one time a game, you're, you're kind of cut. Joining us right now is a man who's a Super Bowl champion. He's a man who has the biggest leg I've ever seen in person, ladies and gentlemen. The handsome, the talented from Temple. He's Temple tough,
8: Brandon
0: McManus. Yeah. Yeah.
8: What's up, thank dude? You, Pat. thank you. Your arms are looking beautiful. Hey,
0: thank morning. you. I've been doing a uh, optically pleasing workout circuit, and it's just—I think it's paying off. I, if we can get a good shadow
8: here. It's I see that the lighting's perfect.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, normally, you have just a delicious mustache on your face. What are we doing? Quarantine got the best of you here.
8: Uh, I, the mustache is a little long, longer than the beard, but we're uh, getting a little lazy, you know. The quarantine—it you know, like, gets, it gets the best of us.
0: How's the family? How is everything? How's uh, fatherhood? I haven't got a chance to talk to you since you become the, uh, yeah. a man of the no, house.
8: It's great. Uh, we got the 16-month-old twin boys and another boy on the way, so I'm just building. Building my three v three basketball team for the future right now. So hey, you uh,
0: stud athlete. People forget you. There's some athletic genes coming through there. Congrats on uh, another kid on its way. Uh, let's get right go. to it. Denver Broncos last year. Drew Locke towards the end of the season became a guy i liked him personally because he was uh lip-syncing rap-syncing young jeezy on the sideline in the middle of a game so that made me feel as if he's a guy that enjoys the moment and stuff like that how do you feel about drew lock being your guy going forward as a denver bronco
8: yeah i think you uh you kind of hit a nail in the head right there with him so he's, he's very um energetic outgoing you know almost childish you know he's still young i mean he's super young Immature, kind of, but on the field, like he's got that commanding, um, you know, presence with him. So he, he's fun, you know. He's he's lighthearted. So um, you know, I think the guys really enjoy being around him. And we sit, we have a super young team now. Obviously, uh, winning the Super Bowl just five, four years, four or five years ago, and um, now the the roster is turned upside down. It's really just uh, Vaughn Miller, me, and Todd Davis left on the whole Superman uh, Super Bowl. A roster, so uh, I'm super excited for Drew. I think he came along a lot, uh, but I, like I said, I, I'm, uh, he, he's a lot of fun to be around, and uh, he's, he's goofy, and that's just who he is.
0: Only three of you being left is insane to think about, but that's the NFL. Literally, you have no clue what's going to happen next year. I mean, John Elway's been in charge the entire time, but the amount of turnover with coaches and everything like that can never be expected. Von Miller uh, broke major headlines this quarantine whenever he found out that Jay Glazer reported that a uh, fifth string center for the, Ram- <laughs> or for the Rams had COVID-19. And then that, by the way, tough night for Jay Glazer. Yeah, I'm still not yeah. sure he has. Unfortunately, Jay Glazer might be something that, <laughs> that doesn't survive the quarantine. quarantine yeah. <laughs> but uh, we love Jay Glazer. But the next day it comes out that Von Miller had uh, Corona. You were very tight with Von Miller. Was that a sketchy situation in there? Like, have you talked to him about the whole thing?
8: Yeah, I was was fortunate. I I was actually working out at his house. um, And, you know, I had stopped just because, uh, yeah, I think it kind of built up more and more serious. And, you know, the governor here was putting on more and more restrictions. So uh, I stopped going over to his house. So I was fortunate that I I stopped a week early and didn't end up contracting it. But, um, yeah, I talked to him a bunch throughout it. Uh, I think he was just obviously nervous because he had asthma and, you know, he kind of had. Some type of underlying condition, but um, he was in great spirits the whole time. Just had, you know, pretty much a sore throat and sickness, um, and you know, just obviously everyone's happy to have you know one of the superstars of the league back and healthy. And you know, he's kind of a good, a good, um, how do I say this, a good person to speak about it because, like I said, he, you know, he takes everything. <laughs> you know, lightly and very serious at the same time. So I think, uh, you know, I was just happy for Vaughn to, uh, you know, kind of get over it.
0: Have you been able to kick any balls out there during this quarantine when you just go out on the field all by yourself, get away from the whole family, say, hey, you know what? Daddy needs a little time to hit some dingers.
8: <laughs> I like to shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, yeah. uh, no, I, I I usually should wait until uh, pretty much we usually report April 20th and stuff like that, so. Um, you know, I, I've probably been out once or twice so far, and uh, I'm waiting for my kids to get a little older so they can fetch the balls for me. That's but um, yeah, you know, so you probably kicked probably more than me. I've seen you know out there on that. That patch of grass out
0: there. Uh, you So you've never seen that house. You helped me move into my last house, and I talked about how you're this dude who everybody loves, everybody enjoys. You've come into your own, and I think within the next two years, you're going to break the uh, NFL longest field goal record. I'm, I'm saying that right now. What is it? May 20th, 2020, when Brandon McManus breaks the record within the next two years, I would like to be credited as, like, the, oh, he's a Simpsons guy.
8: Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You, uh, you paid me in Bud Lights back then. When the- <laughs> uh, so I'll make sure I send you a bunch of cases of that.
0: Please do. How do you feel, though, as you're getting older? Is your leg getting slow? Is it slowing down? Do you feel just as strong as you were whenever you were younger? What is what is the state of the uh, cannon that is the Brandon McManus's right leg?
8: Yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, it, it's all about ball contact, as you know, just the consistency of that. And um, I'd say... You know, um, my eating habits—I need to change probably more. Like you know, it's, it's harder for me. me it's too. harder for my body to um, eat the same things that I used to, um, me and too. then and stay in shape. But you know, my leg strength really hasn't hasn't dwindled much at all. Um, you know. One of the things that I love to do still is kick off. You know, I think it's one of the funnest things for me just to kind of get creative and. um, Yeah, but you're
0: stupid. You do like a three step approach. You're just trying to rip everything in your leg, and I enjoy (laughs) watching it. I just want to let you know. I but your leg is so strong, you can do that. It is. It makes no sense to me why you that you do it and why you do it.
8: I, you know, Janikowski's inspired me. You know, I, I loved watching his. You know. His unorthodoxy. He doesn't even take his steps on field goals. You know, he just walks on an angle. Oh, this looks good. Then, <laughs> uh, so, you know, so I wanted to do something like that, a little more free-flowing free with kickoffs and stuff like that. And it makes it easier. It's kind of back to, you know, when you played soccer, just, you know, kind of get to the right depth that you feel is comfortable to, you know, just, you know, the amount of speed and, and the shortness to the ball. You're able to get the best ball contact.
0: You know, Emmett McMahon is working for us now. Do you know that? Tom's kid?
8: Yes. He For you a, on the show,
0: yeah, he's here right now. He has a mullet. Right. He's sitting right here.
8: Yeah, there he is. He's an he's an intern over here right
0: now. What has it been like with Midge, man? How is life with Tom McMahon on a regular basis?
8: <laughs> That's good. Um, to me, he he seems a little much different than when I was a rookie there in Indianapolis. Uh, maybe because I was um, you know a young guy trying to you know shut up and just you know listen to him much more. But uh, no, he's he's been good to deal with. He one thing about Tom is he wants to be the best in everything and, and he's going to work harder than anybody to try to do it. You know, he'll go if, if I miss a, key, a kick in practice or something, like he'll go and watch my my kicks from Temple freaking 13 years ago <laughs> to see, oh, you know, you did this back then, you know, what, what can we, it's it's so mind-blowing how much he'll go into do it. So, um, he, he's all about winning, which is, you know, an awesome quality to have in a coach and, um, you know, hopefully uh, we can get a Super Bowl ring for him here soon.
0: You just got Sam Martin in there. Sam Martin, good dude. I think he's one of us. You know what I mean? I think you're going to enjoy that tag team with him.
8: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Sam. It's amazing. This will be my seventh year in Denver. I've had four coordinators, this will be five holders and three snappers. And somehow they, they keep fucking keeping me. But, uh, <laughs>
6: So, you know, but, uh, but,
8: no, it's, uh, I'm excited to have Sam in there. And, uh, you know, my buddy Prater, who you know I'm good friends with, you know, obviously says a lot of great things about Sam, too. So,
0: Prater's the best.
2: Brandon, since Joe Flacco was in town, have you been asked if you were him when you go out to the grocery store at all? Because your haircut and facial hair, you look a lot like Joe
8: right now. Elite. Thank you. Elite. Uh, yeah, elite Joe. I remember <laughs> when I got him on the call. You yeah. got him uh, hey, on the show.
0: Hey, he's on... Joe Flacco has been on the Pat McAfee Show 2.0 podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is not a lie. That is 100 percent true. What do he do? He just screamed in the background, right? You guys were in the locker room.
8: Yeah, we're in the locker room. i you on But I don't think I've been much for Joe Flacco. When Paxton Lynch was drafted here, a couple of times, you know, he looked similar to me, kind of just a tall, dark, you know, mustachy type look. He was more like a zorro type looking mm-hmm. guy, but. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm playing here long enough. I'm trying, I don't have the Pat McAfee face in that repertoire here. Oh, jeez. You know, the people at Home Depot, Lowe's, the grocery stores—they love me. They never <laughs> <lie>. <laughs> Hey,
0: that's all that matters, especially now that you're daddy daycare. Hey, uh, I can't thank you enough. Were you doing anything off the field, you're doing—he was doing this food review thing in Denver. There for like, you're going all those hipster food spots and then judging I a food them.
8: food blog. Um, a couple of years ago, I really want to do a TV show. And what are we doing? About,
0: Let's pitch it. Here we go. What are we doing?
8: How originally, was going to do just you know bring out local celebrities here um, to local restaurants, people. but now I, I think I want to travel to other players' uh, home, no, not hometowns, the other players' cities, bring their player out, their favorite food out the night oh, before the game, or something like that. Nice. I'll get the restaurants out there, the other players out there, and nice. get eating some food.
0: You know what you can do at the end? You can have like a playoff. With the chefs, too. When you go visit them, you seed them, then they can compete against each other with judges.
8: Put them under the pressure cooker like us. Yeah,
0: look at this. Hey, look what we just did right here. Maybe that's what it's called, by pressure the way. Cooker. Pressure, pressure cooker. Pressure cooker. Yeah, maybe. Hey, there we go. Damn. Look at, hey, all right. You're going to be like LeBron Braun. You're going to have like 45 shows on TV. Look at you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a man who does well in the pressure cooker, Super Bowl champ, massive leg-having, Handsome Zorro looking son of a bitch, Brandon McManus. (laughs) Thank you, Brandon. Have a good one, Brandon. Stay safe, will you?
8: Yes, appreciate it. Cheers, man.
0: All right, all right. We're back tomorrow with Mark Cuban. Huh? A billionaire's on the show. Feel Good Friday. Going to be in full force. We'll see you then. Ty Schmidt, please play some
6: independent music.